Hey, you all, a special thank you to our amazing and growing Patreon.com patrons. Jennifer, Karen, Julia, Mary, Kevin, Robin, Jenny, Anna, Barbara, Susie, Diane, Stephanie, Terry, Erica, and our forever first, Trisha. As Patreon patrons, they get early access to our episodes, my eternal gratefulness for helping us express our love for all things Project Runway. And if you're unfamiliar with Patreon.com, it's a wonderful little site whose mission is to support creative work. There, you can make a small donation of support to the podcast to help out with production costs. And if you'd like to become a Patreon patron, visit our page on Patreon.com forward slash The Workroom Podcast. That's P-A-T-R-E on.com. The link is also in the show notes. Now let's get to it. Designers, on the count of three, you will run and grab your parachute. <laughs> Are you ready? Yes. One, two, three! All you lovely, wonderful listeners, welcome back into the workroom, a labor of love dedicated to Project Runway. I'm Arinez. And I'm Nayland. And I'm Patricia. Yes, we are all finally back in the workroom together for our premiere, Dream 3. And we are vintage diving all the way back into 2013, season 12, the lifetime years so, uh, mm-hmm. <laughs> so and the, also, with, <laughs> go ahead. <laughs> no, the, I'm just saying that it's also a season that did not have people announcing their catchphrases. I know. In the intro. <laughs> it's the lifetime years. So I thought yeah. about that. I was just like, yeah, we, uh, this, we're past Bravo. When we, <laughs> when we go to season two, which was a close second to season 12, um, then, then we're, we're, we're going to have to do that because people really like season two. Over oh, season really? one. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. Huh. Jay is... Carroll's season. Uh, yeah. Season two, right? No, no, that's uh, season one. Jay's the first oh, one. Oh, that's right. Jay won season one. Which is That's what's... right. Season two is Nick and... Um, Santino. Uh, Santino. Right? Yeah. Yeah. Andre. Yeah. I have a mm. feeling that people are really into that trio of people, which is was surprising. But yes, so... um. Uh, and okay, because this, this sort of leads into what I want to say. So before I get into it, um, we are taping on Monday, November second, mm-hmm. and um, I'm going to release this episode on Tuesday, November third. So if any of you wonderful listeners are getting out to vote and find yourselves in a really long line, maybe our conversation here will be some good like anti-anxiety company on this historical occasion so just hopefully that is the hope we hope that this is helpful in some way because also i'm just saying like it's helpful for me i'm so glad to be talking about something that i love with people that i really enjoy nailing and patricia um Mm. uh so and then speaking of historic so yeah so you you lovely listeners like you wrote in you commented and emailed and chose season 12 and um in terms of being historic like not only is it is this one of our favorite seasons and one of y'all's favorite seasons, but it's also uh, breaking a lot of new grounds with so many firsts as well. 
Um, and I don't, if you guys remember a while back, one of our listeners um, wrote in and asked a question that I thought was a really great trivia question about the beginnings of the anonymous runway. Um, and that was Jennifer. Thank you, Jennifer. So it's sort mm-hmm. of like, um, this is of all the seasons that we could have chosen from also season eight. That's another one that listeners really liked season eight. <laughs> we, do we, do we know why? Patricia, do you know why season eight? No, I, I think I saw that one. That might be the last or next to last season that I saw consecutively. <laughs> okay. Okay. But do you remember Nalen season eight? Like the, I, I think that, I think that's a Mondo Gretchen season. Oh yeah! Oh, I definitely oh, yeah, yeah, that. yeah, yeah, yeah. Definitely, I yeah. watched that. So, oh. so this was so interesting that people kind of landed on season twelve, but it also kind of answered this um, answered Jen's listener question that I didn't know because this is where we start the anonymous runway, and this is also where we start the Tim Gunn save, <laughs> and right, which is not yet called a save. Oh, what what do we call it? Oh, that's right. I, it's, I just completely... um. It, I, I, I was going to bring this up later on, but he, uh, it's a, uh, it's a rescue. Oh, it's a, okay. Oh. Tim Gunn rescue, right? Yeah. It yeah. had, it had yet to be, um, codified as the Tim Gunn save. Man. All right. Then I, I completely jumped ahead and branded it back in 2013. <laughs> so, <laughs> um, and it's also the start of the, I don't know what do we call the Paw Patrol segment of getting too close to the models. Yes, what do we call that? that that started this season. That sort of horrific um, come up close, and there's uh, they do this thing with Tim sitting with the judges. Yes, <laughs> yeah. Which is also strange. Yeah, it's it's a it's a real strange season that y'all picked. <laughs> Mm. <laughs> so it's like to my delight but also i'm like man of all things to end up on so this is exciting um yes. and then also so patricia you've not seen this season at all <laughs> you're coming in cold i'm coming in cold yeah. yes yeah well so i i do remember some of the things that i was paying attention to because if i remember like oh what kind of artwork was i looking at Mm-hmm. at this time or thinking about at this time or thinking about incorporating at this time mm-hmm. i can think of a couple of things but um uh, several things actually yeah. um but I, I did not see this season because i was working and in grad school so it was just not <laughs> yes hashtag not rescued by tim gunn <laughs> nope not at all <laughs> all right mm-hmm. Okay, so uh, are we ready to dive in? Um, any yes. any other thoughts? Okay, let's let's do this. So, so go ahead. <laughs> pardon me. Um, I was going to say instead of our usual opening montage of people like carrying luggage mm-hmm. um, into some hotel, we're actually we actually have a whole different mode that's going on here. Oh yeah. Uh, how would you describe this? Uh, because in my notes, I'm just like, yeah, let's let's travel to a, a long time ago in a galaxy far, <laughs> far away called Wallkill Airport in Wallkill, New Jersey. 
<laughs> and uh, we have, I called it a montage of dramatic clues. <laughs> Just people coming in who, you know, you know, as if we're coming in cold. I have no idea who these people are, but I know that, oh my gosh, uh, someone's a force to be reckoned with. And someone just arrived in JFK like last year and someone's going to rub people the wrong way. But how, how would you describe this intro or what were your thoughts on this and how we get to meet our designers? <laughs> well, everybody is sort of strolling across the tarmac mm-hmm. <laughs> at this, at this airstrip. Um, and uh, so they're in sort of groups of two and three or it's sort of like, little digestible clumps, which <laughs> when you think about it a little bit more, it's like, okay, so did they, did they keep all those people like isolated from each other beforehand? Or did they all like go over to wall kill in a, in a bus together? And then they were like, okay, you three yeah. go <laughs> like walk across the field and introduce yourself. Exactly. Cause they're playing it like they all sort of accidentally showed up at this obscure New Jersey airstrip. <laughs> I mean, it's really, I don't, it's just, it's such a, it's so, it's just so strange because they don't stop meeting each other. I mean, we'll get to that mm-hmm. where they, even in the workroom, like, what's your name? Like we just watched a whole segment of y'all introducing yourselves to each other and no one. Yeah. Thinking about the mm-hmm. logistics of that. No, were there rules you can't talk to each other because when you meet each other, it has to be on camera when you're walking down this tarmac to mm-hmm. in the middle of nowhere, just you know, on this grassy knoll. Um, mm-hmm. but yeah, what'd you think about this, Patricia? Very dramatic, <laughs> like, okay, 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 and then there's a plane coming in. I, I mean, okay, so let's let's so. Some of the quotes I pulled from this because there is it's they're just walking, but on top is just like this reel of doom where it's like, you know what? Uh you either like me or you or you hate me. There really is no in between. And and then someone else is just like, Oh yeah, yeah, I'm gonna rub people the wrong way. You're gonna see some drama. And and then we have um, you know, wonderful things like, Oh, are we gonna are we going to make dresses out of these dandelions? It's like this, just pulling context clues out of the, you know, the weeds on the side of the, the tarmac that they're mm-hmm. walking along um, until finally we kind of get to Heidi and Tim um, who are standing in front, who are standing on the tarmac on a runway. So it's like, we get the, the pun, I guess, or the association. This is not a pun, right? That's not a pun. Mm-hmm. Um, but we have our official welcome to Project Runway from them. Um, we're on a different kind of runway. And Heidi explains. She's like, listen, there are only 2,500 of you designers. <laughs> but there's one more. Also there's, I'm, I think coming from season four, I feel like we didn't have this many designers. But there are 15. There are 15, which is a normal number. We're, we're back on Lifetime, so it's like 50 million. There are 15 million of them. But there's one missing. Mm-hmm. And Tim explains that over the hiatus, they had asked their fans to choose among past season uh, Project Runway designers for someone to return. And it was either Kate from season 11, uh, Valerie from season eight, or Ramon from, from is it Ramon? Mm-hmm. Yeah, Ramon from season six. And mm-hmm. so, of course, they can only probably choose from the Lifetime seasons because, you know, do they go... 
past because you know number five was our in between uh, right. season in LA. Anyway, so they were like, and the designer is, and uh, a whole plane comes in, a jet lands. And uh, on top of the plane, someone shows, like, I hope it's not Kate because she is a bitch. And who is it? It's Kate. It's right. Kate from season 11. Right. We have, uh, a, cut we have a cutaway to um, Helen is the person who does in the confessional says that it, they hope that she they hope it's not Kate. You hope it's not Kate. Yes. Right. Um, and then we get this wonderful remembrance because, like, who is Kate? Um, so we, we are introduced to her where she, it's, it's basically her saying that she's nice. Um, but then there's an edit that's, I think, supposed to make us think that she was really, really bossy last season or really, really right. difficult and, and is, uh, you know, another, uh, factor of drama as she is like prancing across the field from her private jet landing um, and it's like, dun, dun, dun. it's like, hello, hello, people. Hi, hi. On top of this montage, it's just like, yeah, she's actually kind of bad. You know, remember like, all the stuff from last season? And then if we remember from last season, um, you don't, Patricia, because you didn't see this one either. But that was the all team challenge mm. season. So, yeah, I don't think it's I don't think we really can oh. judge any of them because what a stressful situation to be on Liana's team. And, you know, if I was on Liana's team, if we remember um, that designer from past All-Stars, then I also would be annoyed. I think I also would have pulled out a Kate on Liana um, as mm -hmm. well. So, I mean, from, from the little montage that we're given from the past, this person doesn't seem that bad. She seems like she knows what she wants and she's going to go for it. And she's... I don't know if she's a she, but let's just say she. Mm -hmm. If th this person looks like they um, don't have much patience for nonsense. Yeah. I don't but I didn't see the season, so I don't know any of the context. But from the little the little montage we're given, I was like, what's the problem again? But yeah. okay. Mm -hmm. Yeah. <laughs> I, I think that the, I mean, what struck me with this is that I, we've had such bigger issues with <laughs> with uh, with other contestants over yeah. the course of the run of this show that yeah. i'm like kate was a problem like i can't even mm -mm. remember <laughs> exactly it's like yeah so i'm taking their word for it that she was that that she had a lot of friction but i honestly i i don't really recall any of it no, it really was neither here nor there. I was that was sort of the least dramatic thing about that season. Uh, without spoiling anything, my favorite part of that season was the finale. <laughs> like it just mm -hmm. it was just a legendary finale. Um, mm -hmm. Without giving any details about that. Yeah. But, um, well, I mean, kind of the joke is that like this season, like looked at that season and was like, "Hold my beer, <laughs> you want conflict." <laughs> Do you want toxic? I'll give you toxic. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> oh, man. Oh. I mean, wow. uh, but I always, okay, so before we go on, because, oh, my gosh, so much to say about this episode. But, Neela, did you vote for for one of the contestants? Do you remember this? Oh, no. Okay. 
Because I actually I mean, remember... I vote for someone to return now. Yeah. I remember watching this, and I'm like, who told... Wait, where? I was. I actually was a little upset. I was like, I didn't know that this was an option. Do I have to just live on LifetimeTV.com <laughs> to participate? I'm a fan. I'm a huge fan. But I, didn't, I did not know anything about this. Um, but I don't even know if I would have voted for either of the other two. So... I didn't like any of the of the choices, just to be honest with that. Um, not an excuse not to vote. Let me just <laughs> say, this, this episode is airing on election day in you, the U.S. Thank you for reminding that, <laughs> reminding us again. Um, it's always important to vote, especially in an election and also on MyLifetimeTV.com. <laughs> all elections you can, practice, you can practice on my lifetime tv and then you can do it for real yeah at state level local level presidential exactly. level be an informed exactly. voter um yes. so <laughs> so we do have a conversation around this because i think they're really trying hard to make kate's uh returning uh, as a part of the rules that they set out controversial so like guys is anyone mad that she's back? Anyone think that she has an advantage? Anyone upset by this? And yes, right. there's <laughs> there's some designers who are who are kind of pissed. Um, and also, again, we're we're still learning. We're we're this is how we're being introduced to these competitors. We have right. um, Alexandra, uh, our, our, our Swedish model slash designer, who yes. is just like, uh, I'm sorry. She had her chance. Why is she back here? What is this? This is this is disgraceful. What's going on? Yeah, um, yeah, yeah. Alexandria does like is is um, happy to remind us that Sweden is the, the birthplace of Ingmar Bergman. Like, <laughs> like, <laughs> like I, I kind of like I'd forgotten the intense fatalism that, <laughs> that she brings to the proceedings. But... Man. Yeah, I, I, it is, uh, it is so very much like almost like, you know, I know someone who's got, uh, like uh, she's Finnish or she has like some Finnish in her, in her family. And the way she described to me the Finnish women is sort of like Alexandria, <laughs> just like mm -hmm. to the point, super dry, not here, not here to mince words, no BS, uh, no sense of humor. <laughs> and not saying that this is all. Right. Scandinavia, it's not, or all Swedish, blah, blah, blah. But it just kind of really tapped into my memories of those stories about my friend's um, Finnish uh, relatives. Mm. But uh, yes. So, um, and we have also here, um, you know, Tim acknowledges that maybe Kate does have an advantage, but if you can survive a couple of episodes, then not really. You guys will all find yeah. your sea legs. It's going to be fine. Which I thought was really nice and, and honest of, of Tim um, to say that. But we also, okay, and also we have um, an introduction of the other woman who was on the tarmac, who is one of the designer's interpreters. So we have um, uh, Justin. Justin, mm -hmm. who is a, um, who's a deaf person and uh, has, and this woman will be with us, I think. I think. She's mm -hmm. the only interpreter we have for for Justin throughout the I, whole season. I, I think I think we see her for the entire season. Okay. Yes. Yes. Yeah. Um, all this to say because we'll I'll bring this in later, but also Heidi, let's you know, it's finally getting to the good stuff, which is that they're 
the winner of this season will get prizes and cash and stuff worth half a million dollars. Um, mm. She doesn't get to say one million dollars until this year, but that's when she's practicing <laughs> half a million dollars. And it's like, oh my God, that's amazing. And then all of a sudden, overhead, we have some flying contraptions that start unloading, mm-hmm. unloading their cargo. And I'm just like, are these to be feared? Because then they start playing the Ride of the Valkyries um, as they're yeah. just shooting people which, out of the back. Which I have to say is a is a really weird choice in the era after um, <laughs> after Apocalypse Now. Man. It's just, it just hits where, I mean... We have our we have enough issues with Wagner, but like, but but it's very hard. I'm of the generation where it's very hard for me to see that linked with planes Mm -mm. and not think like napalming Vietnamese countryside. So yeah, yeah. I I don't think that's out of line. I think that's cultural (laughs) iconography. Yeah, yeah. (laughs) Like yeah. (laughs) it it's it's a weirdly ominous note to strike it really is i'm just like i guess you guys are going for something that is majestic but oh my goodness guys war 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 it it, it's it's really it's it's an i i wrote release the paratroopers in my in my notes i'm just like oh my god it just kind of looks like a disaster but also a, a disaster on the ground because there's someone counted them um, on the ground. Um, Jeremy, who we'll meet later, mm-hmm. uh, he says, "Oh, there's 16 of them. Oh, who are these people?" He counted 16 tiny little uh, mm-hmm. skydivers, and then they come diving down in like bowling balls, as if they're just like aiming for all the other designers, just like they're trying <laughs> to wipe out all of the people on the ground, just coming in so fast, as if they don't want them really to continue living period. It's just, it, they come down so quickly. It just felt mm. kind of uh, like they were being dive bombed by these. Yes. Just like, you know, civilian <laughs> skydivers. Well, you know, I've never, I've, I've never uh, dove out of a plane with a, uh, with a parachute mm-hmm. or without a parachute. <laughs> But I, my understanding of it is that it's not not a thing that is easy to do casually. No, <laughs> like, it's like, not. I think how you land is how you land. Yes, you you can't like just sort of gently touch down. No, it, not at all. And if they're landing like this, so they're skidding along the ground. We can say maybe like twenty miles an hour. It looked like, yeah. and um, narrowly missing Heidi Tim um, on on one part of it and i and i caught it for the graphic for this uh week's episode because i just thought it was hilariously dangerous <laughs> and and so why do we have these skydivers jumping out of planes and why are we in wall kill new jersey mm-hmm. and it's because these skydivers are just delivering some material for the challenge because guess what guys it's an unconventional materials challenge so the challenge is for the designers to make a wearable outfit out of mostly parachute material. And um, we get, I think it's just really wonderful how the, the designers here are starting to eye their favorite uh, neon mm. colors, color combinations going on. Right. Um, but also that there are some people who are really, really apprehensive about this. Uh, it's just, it, mm-hmm. it, it 
it sparks a lot of insecurity because they're going to be working with this really difficult plastic material to make something that's wearable. Um, so they, of yes, course, the unconventional items challenge means run you designers run. <laughs> uh huh. Exactly. It's time to go and race for, it's time to go and race for the thing that you want that no one else wants. I, I'm, right. First of all, we have Kate who's like, oh, my God, I, I some yellow. I really want the yellow. It's like yellow and 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 um, and, and evergreen and, you know, and and neon navy blue. Like colors that just don't exist in real life. Colors that are meant to be able to be seen from the ground um, for safety reasons. And she bites it. So Heidi tells everyone to run uh, to your color. And Katie is just like, oh, my God, I need to get it. And 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 fights no one for hers like no one is fighting each other for any of the fabric but you know we're we have to see them galloping um for our amusement Mm -hmm. um so so anyway yeah uh what else happens here i mean because basically everyone grabs their stuff and then they head into a car where they continue to meet each other on their way to parsons but Mm -hmm. any any notes about this or any thoughts about what the what the designers chose or what they picked up or mm. no yeah no we i mean the one bit of foreshadowing we get is that the, you have you've got the the um parachutes which are ripstop nylon and then you have um uh you can supplement that with um there's going to be black and and white nylon at the studio, but there's no trip to mood. No trip to mood. Right. So yeah. So so they go straight yeah. straight to the workroom. And uh, yeah, we we have some stuff in the cars where people are are sort of back and forth yeah. about like, um, you know who, uh, um, you know who each other is, mm-hmm. um, and then um, who is it who, um. There's someone that we hear from who, oh yeah, um, we we get a big chunk of Angela's backstory, right? And that shouldn't make anyone nervous. No, no, because Angela is just someone whose portfolio we need to see right away, and we need to get her backstory first. For arbitrary reasons, don't pay any attention to it. Um, So her story is. I wanted to be a rock star, uh, but then mm-hmm. I realized that I really just liked dressing like a rock star and not practicing my guitar every day. Like, I could care less about the music, but I love the look. <laughs> <laughs> and so, um, we, yeah, we have, like, a wonderful montage of, you know, like, five, seven, eight pieces. Just a lot of information about mm-hmm. Angela here. Yes. Yeah, um, and Angela is basically wearing every color of Manic Panic hair dye. That, you know, in, every, in every shot. <laughs> I mean, you know, speaking as somebody who has accessorized heavily during the pandemic, I don't, I don't blame it. <laughs> but yes, it's it's definitely Angela's was like refined her look over time. Yeah, yeah. Definitely. Oh, oh, I, I'm, I'm for it. I loved it. I loved it. <laughs> Um, what also there's like another moment in here where we I wrote down just something that Helen says 
And Helen's like, oh, my God, you know what? I can work with blood, you know, and sticks and bones and things like that. But <laughs> ugh, not with this, not with yards and yards of of rips actual fabric. fabric like <laughs> give me some innards come on <laughs> i can really do an unconventional challenge but oh this no um so yeah yeah just just still more people's anxieties but also people talking about the size of the prize because this is also historic uh it's the most mm-hmm. um, amount of money or a most value that a prize will have ever had and also we find out a little bit more about like alexandria Mm-hmm. who is um, a model and uh, because her parents wanted her to be famous. We have another uh, contestant, um, you know, a la mm-hmm. uh, season four, our vintage journey into that with um, with Jillian, um, who have very ambitious parents for, and, and they turn out very in- ambitious children. Mm-hmm. Um, and so we have Ale- the version of that with Alexandria, who's just like, I'm going to win. I'm so competitive, guys. Like, come on. Yes. Do I have issues? Is it okay yes. to say how competitive I am? Can I? Can I? Can I not just kind of cut through the bullshit? <laughs> I, you know, I don't have time for all of this. I'm going to mm. win. Um, all right. So we finally get to Parsons. Mm-hmm. Learning about more people. But um, I'll I'll first, um, we'll, we'll get to more of the the bios of people or the backgrounds. But, but because... Nalan, you mentioned the supplemental fabric here. Um, that's where Tim comes in also for commercial time. Um, oh, my God. So let's just get it out of the way. There's so many, there's so many commercials here before Tim actually gives them the lay of the land. Um, right. This is, this is where you realize that Tim um, uh, has earned every penny that he's gotten from the show. Because he has to make us enthusiastic about an HP two-in-one um, computer tablet thing. <coughs> he has to, um, you know, we we hear about um, the new accessory wall mm-hmm. and uh, and its current sponsor. There's something else that we get. Like, I'm surprised that we didn't hear about, like, the name of the parachute company. I know. <laughs> I mean, we also get, it's like, and also designers, this this season, you control your money as oh, a way of it. introducing yes. GoBank. What is GoBank? Is GoBank okay, a thing anymore? Okay, so I looked this it's up because around. I sort of suspected. Uh-huh. So there's a there's a whole other, yes, twist. This, this, um season which is that they're going to get all of their money up front right so they have a four thousand dollar budget for the entire season yeah and it's up to them to figure out how much they want to spend on each challenge yes and so they're given like an atm card Mm -hmm. for go bank which is a financial service offer an online financial service offered in association with walmart Um, it still exists okay and they have tried to um make it uh the way that uber drivers get paid Hmm. like that like that you that you're that you have to open a go pay a a go bank account Uh uh-huh 
Um, and there's a, there's a fair amount of complaints online about like the delays in their um, in their transfer of funds. Like you have to have direct deposit in order for the pay to come into the account, mm -hmm. and then um, people have been complaining about that not happening. I mean, it's an, a way of having like company script or something. Yeah, you know. Wow, that's interesting. I mean, so then was GoBank affiliated with Walmart in 2013? Yes. Okay. All right. Wow. Um, yeah. So, th th yeah. So, and I also wondered about this, if that meant that they individually had to open a bank account <laughs> in their names with GoBank because they each get an individual. Yeah. They both get a bank card or all of them get a bank card and they must have had to open an account with GoBank as designers mm -hmm. on the show. Um, interesting here. Um, we have our, our, our normal thing, which is the brother's sewing room. Um, but the accessory wall also is Belk, which I had never heard of at that time. And the byline for Belk is, or the, or what do you, what do we call it? The, the, how we, their the brand. Tag yeah. The tagline is, um, Belk epitomizes the quintessential modern Southern woman. Um, so it's a Southern department store. And I, and at first I thought, oh, is this like Macy's of the South? Sort of like I grew up with in the, on the West Coast, for instance, like Robinson's May. We didn't have Macy's back in the day. And now we do because everything is, you know, squeezed together. But I was like, huh, is that Macy's of the South? And I don't think it is. I think Belk has its own identity and we will see it in the mm -hmm. accessories wall. So, yeah. Okay. So I think that's all of the, the weird commercial stuff I for Tim. Yeah, but I thought Belk was fascinating because this is a show that the prize is to be to have a fashion week show. And I always think, well, maybe it'll be fashion week Los Angeles. Maybe it'll be fashion week Miami or something. Mm -hmm. No, it's always in New York. Yeah. Like they always base it in New York. But the but Belk, I don't I've never even seen Belk advertised. I, I have never heard of it. Mm hmm. It, previous seasons, it was Blue Fly. It was always mm -hmm. online retailers. It was Shop Bop at one point, I think. Um, but this is the first time that it's like a physical store that has literally no connection to not just New York, but yeah. didn't do a lot. I mean, did they do retailing? I'm sure they had a website, but not the level that like Blue Fly would have. Um, and also, it's not. It's not. Um, a luxury retailer no no mm -hmm. so I, thought, yeah. I thought that was really interesting yeah well and it also makes you think a little bit about i the um the what actually goes into the accessory wall right mm -hmm. so if you're doing the production around that does that mean that you have um your sizes right shoes so you have your sizes for all of the models that you've cast beforehand and you are and then you go through like the belk offerings mm -hmm. and get like two or three of of each shoe in varied sizes or do you get enough so that of of each accessory so that each one could cover the entire like contingent of models mm -hmm. for the whole season or how did, how is that actually arranged? Yeah. Right. 
it's never ever discussed and so it's like what's the upfront cost and commitment mm -hmm. from the retailer for these for the for the accessory wall yeah hmm. yeah because i think in previous seasons i think season 10 is when they had lord and taylor mm -hmm. and i think and i and i that would be interesting to know about that as well but also lord and taylor is a new york-based department store um and so this is the first time yeah that they've been affiliated with this type of deal but very regional like it's belk is very regional to the south um and so that relationship and just kind of it's just really interesting how you would have to how different that would have to be um i don't know because simply your warehouses are in a different place um and all, yeah yeah um mm -hmm. okay so let's we're in so we're in parsons and we have our introduction to the the parts of the workroom and we're again introduced to more of the designers but we do have a budding controversy through a couple of designers who know one another. So we have Miranda and Timothy, who are both from Minnesota. I'm sorry, both from Wisconsin, right? Milwaukee? Mm -hmm. Yes. And one yes. person is very happy to see the other, and the other one is not happy to see the other. So so we have Timothy, who is actually who was the one on the tarmac asking about whether or not dandelions was going to be the unconventional material. Um, and then we have Miranda, who we learn um, served in the army before coming to fashion and knows Timothy and sees Timothy as a hometown rival. <laughs> it's just mm -hmm. not into him at all. Um, so I want to ask Patricia, what did you, as someone who hasn't seen this season, what did you make of this? So far? Yeah. Meaning, uh, I mean, the, just sort of, of overall. The two, friend, the two friendship, like the, the two, the frenemies? Yeah. Mm -hmm. Or the whole thing. I thought it was like, gosh, what did I think? I thought it was like, get it together. Who cares? You're here. Mm -hmm. <laughs> but I sort of felt like the producers were digging for drama and kind of like asking them maybe to elaborate more than each of the each frenemy wanted to comment on. Hmm. Yeah. Why? Well, now I'm very curious what you're seeing that I'm not because you've seen. No, no, I'm no. just I'm, I'm it because I like right up front. Um, I think that that Timothy is being given the like a Lisa edit. Mm -hmm. Oh, absolutely! Right? I, I thought about that. Mm -hmm. Absolutely. The weird person, yes. Right. Yes, for sure. And, you know, the, the other frenemy is, I went to the army. I know what I'm doing. You know, clearly this person's not up to my part or whatever. Mm -hmm. um, yeah, I mean, I, I think this is how the producers work on the show. So I was like, yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. Um, it seemed, it seemed in heavily cast that, that way. Yes, it seemed <laughs> like a setup. <laughs> yes. I mean, I noticed there were two people from Queens, and they they were just like not even talking about it, you know. But, yeah. Right. You know. It's interesting that, you know, uh, it, yeah, it 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 seemed it felt like watching it on this second go, definitely like a, like a cat's a cast setup, um, 
And in thinking about this as being a setup, like who was the, it's like a, like a gag casting. Um, like Timothy yeah. was a gag cast. And then we have perhaps um, Miranda and I can, all, I can just kind of imagine um, what that what was like or something. Cause you come from a relatively small town um, and then you know each other and there's a whole backstory and history and the producer just like, yes, oh my goodness, let's bring that on. That's already made storyline. Um, mm-hmm. So, yeah. Nalan, yeah, do you have no, we're, on that? we're definitely, we're getting, we're, we're definitely seeds are getting planted. Yeah. Like, like um, they show up in the, in the workroom and, um, and, and not only has um, Helen, you know, been the one who in the confessional talks about um, talks about Kate, mm-hmm. but she is given the table right next to Kate. Mm-hmm. Like she's working right next to her. And so they have like the whole meet and she's like, hi, I want to, I'm going to meet you. Blah, 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 blah. Hopefully you along. <laughs> uh, yeah. Yes. Um, you know, I guess. Yeah, yeah, I'm sorry. I said something about you in confessionals and mm-hmm. <laughs> they're going to edit that in. But, you know, yeah, there is, it, there's, yeah, there's a lot of setups. Yeah. yeah. Um, also, one thing, you know, just kind of like shout out to Brooklyn. We find out that Brayden, there is a there is a designer named Brayden who is a recent mm-hmm. uh, recent graduate from FITM, Fashion Institute Design and merchandising from los mm-hmm. angeles but Brittany was a principal dancer at mark morris yeah which is a so, so cool yeah for 10 years um which i really like that uh because i don't think i really understood what that meant back in 2013 <laughs> now... i i do love the response to who is it is it alexandria who goes like why aren't you doing it any why did you stop and he's just <laughs> like i'm old <laughs> i'm over 30 my career is over but yeah, you can see the judgment on alexandria's works. face she's like oh if i wish my late 30s <laughs> yeah, yeah. i would have asked through. her like why aren't you a model anymore why did, i know <laughs> <laughs> It's like, is it because you did not eat well? Did you not stretch well? Did you not do well? What did you do? It's your fault. <laughs> so we do get to see a bunch of Braden's work, which looks interesting. Like clearly, this we see a bunch of pictures from a show that yes. he had a runway show that he had somewhere. Yeah, yeah, a show. Um, and he's very cute. He's got like a little, you know, he wears his bow tie. He's got a he's got a look put together. Yeah, yeah, definitely, definitely. Um. Okay, so let's let's get into it. So there's there's a little bit. So what they find out is this is sort of like a two day challenge. So they get another seven hours by the time they get into the workroom to work on stuff, and then they'll mm. get the whole next day. And then we also to 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 bookend our our ten commercial time. Once they leave the workroom, they're going to go back to the refinery hotel, which is <laughs> where they will be staying. <laughs> End commercial. And- <laughs> and I, I didn't do the legwork. I, I don't, I forget where the refinery was. Did you, did you look it up? I just I assumed it was in Brooklyn. I don't know why. But... Uh, no, no, no. I, no, I think this is while they were still in Midtown. <gasps> oh yeah, I think, I think it's, it's, it's. Uh, oh shoot, it almost looked like it was near like in Koreatown or something. Hmm. Yeah, there's one on Thirty Eighth Street. Yeah, like right so by Bryant Park. Be it. That's so that's like two blocks away from 
Parsons. That's yeah. got to be the one. Yes. Um, so Tim leaves mm. them. They don't get any champagne on a roof. They've got to go straight to work. Mm-hmm. Um, all right. So here we have this time where they're, we still are getting in some bios. We learn a little bit about we have an Alexandria, but we also have an Alexander who is a costume designer on Broadway for all of the shows Mm -hmm. and has worked with everything, especially rip stop nylon, apparently and parachute material. It's just like, Oh yeah, no, I I can do anything with anything. There is kind of like the Chris March of this, of this season. Yes. Yes. yes, and I think also has done done a, a fair amount of drag, although it, it's not really discussed mm-hmm. in this season. Okay. Um, oh, but those eyebrows. Uh, d- d- do the... <laughs> what about the eyebrows, Nalen? The, the the very I don't even know. Slightly how to uncanny, them. but probably professional. Like <laughs> like uh, no, I mean I I mean if you if 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 Alexander was doing drag at that point. Oh, that you're drawing your brows in. Oh, okay. Because I was like, how do I describe these these brows? Because they're mostly shaved, so room for to paint them in. Yes, essentially pointed pointed uh, at the center. Yes, and orange. Yes, yes, yeah. and, and yes. Orange. Um, okay, and we also learn a little bit about uh. Sandro, who mm-hmm. is from Russia and uh, very much into history and narrative and story and drama and and but yet being so humble, being very, very humble, um, because that's you don't want to say that you're going to win. You don't want to be in Alexandria. So <laughs> Sandro is the anti-Alexandria in this workroom. Um. And then we also have a little bit into Timothy's sort of design philosophy. So here we have a little bit yeah. of this edit that Timothy he is, is a, doing. He's uh, he is a sustainably a sustainability focused fiber artist. Yes. Um, who believes in saving the forest because of because that's where the unicorns are. Yeah, keep the unicorns alive. Um, so yeah, yeah, their process is very deep in thought about environmental impact and you know, and I think I and I wanted I have a, had a question about this because there is a video of Timothy weaving something and I have a feeling that he weaved something for his audition. Mhm. So I think we saw like a real-time thing where he was weaving something on the machine and then handing it to the um to the judging panel and I'm just like, "Wow, that's that was probably very impactful." So perhaps you actually were cast for legit reasons. I don't know. So I'm just wondering. It, so yeah, things. but I mean, there's there's nonstop cutaways to other designers kind of rolling their eyes, like every time Steve, you know, Timothy says anything. Yeah, yeah. Um, because we do learn a little bit. So Timothy is going to war with this, um, specifically World War Two, with the his inspiration um and and so world war ii hiroshima and origami stuff Mm -hmm. so that's sort of the gist of his um design approach is 
um, environmentally uh, um, uh, significant, environmentally um, aware, and centered around origami, Japanese paratrooping, blah, blah, blah. Mm-hmm. Um, and then we learn about Jason, who is our designer, who is deaf. Um, and we get a little bit of his, his background that um, he went to. Uh, oh, yes. Okay. I, that's not Justin. Oh, sorry. Justin. Oh, my gosh. Yeah. So sorry. I'm really bad with J names. So bad. Um, Justin, who right. is from North Carolina and is a trained architect but sees fashion and architecture as something that's one and the same, but just using different materials and also prepare to tune out these assholes. Just very, very, very <laughs> fortunate that, um, that he is deaf and can be like, listen, when I need to, I'm just going to tune everyone out quite literally. It's like, Oh, so great. That was hilarious. Yeah. <laughs> mm-hmm. Um, yeah, so anything else about this first seven hours that the, the designers get? There's a lot of conversation going on in the workroom. I mean, there's there's a bunch of things that happen. We we see... Isn't that where we see, like, the pictures of Jeremy with his family? Oh, my gosh. With, with his kids and his husband? It's very great British yeah. Bake Off, I would have to say. Yes. And that's, that, that cut away. All of a sudden, it was like, we have these, like rolling montages of people's uh, whatever their backgrounds blah, blah blah and then we have this wonderful uh, cute video of of him kissing his family goodbye <laughs> it just reminded me mm-hmm. of oh it just got very bbc four-ish here so yes yeah. we hear that dom's we we hear that dom's head is on a swivel because Dom's like, because Kate's like offering advice. Kate's like, it's actually oh, surprisingly, yeah. you have a little bit more time than you think mm-hmm. on the on on runway day. Mm-hmm. And Dom's like, well, it's great she's giving us all this advice. I don't know if I believe it. I know, it's like this could be strategy, <laughs> you know. Which I thought was interesting. It's still like a way of making us feel really uncomfortable having Kate there, even though lifetime it was your idea. All right. Yes. You told us you're going to do this and we have no choice but to have Kate back. So we're fine with it. Let's move on. (laughs) (laughs) We're fine. And also Kate is going out of her way to be so helpful and so nice. And I don't think she's really as trying. But also, this is the first time ever that they've done something like this. And of course, they're going to ask like, so. Uh, can you just like give us some heads up about what's happening? Cause this day has been crazy already. Mm-hmm. So I'm going to hold on to you as our anchor Kate. And she's just like, sure. Yeah, whatever. This is great. Uh huh. Yeah. I'll talk to you guys. I'll chat. It's fine. Um, okay. So, uh, be- but before we go, um, towards the end of the day, we do hear from Ken, our wonderful Ken Lawrence, who this is Ken's origin story. If you mm-hmm. remember Ken from our most recent go with All Stars, and um, when we meet Ken, Ken is sort of dealing with the insecurity of being a self-taught designer, um, mm-hmm. but offers that he got into SCAD but didn't go because he couldn't afford it. And I thought this was a wonderful conversation because Damos was like, "Oh, great, yeah, because uh, student loans are a nightmare." And I know that Dom went to 
oh gosh, I think she went, she definitely went to um, school in Philadelphia. I forget the name of the school, but it's a very small and kind of expensive college that she went to in mm-hmm. Philadelphia. Temple, not Temple. No, no, not Temple. Um, a very small, all women's school. Oh, not in Philly. Bronwyn? Mm. Brynwyn? Uh, no, not, not more. Not Bryn uh, okay. Whoops. Oh, I, I wish I had looked this up before. Uh, <laughs> and it starts with an M. Whoops. What is it? Because I used to walk by it all the time. It's like in, in the arts district. Um, oh. Shoot. I want to say like Morris. I'll figure it out. Okay. We'll mm. look that up later. But uh, yes. And then we have, um, we, we sort of like learn about, you know, yeah, he's a self-taught designer and, uh, and then we also have some other people who are kind of self-taught. We have Sue, um, mm-hmm. who is pleating and doing this pleating technique. And she's only got six inches of six feet of pleating that she needs to get done. But mostly right. because she was struggling with working with the machine that day. Mm-hmm. Um, and that's all I have for day one. Anything else? Mm-hmm. Yeah, no, they go back to the, they, they go back to the refinery. Mm-hmm. Um, we see an establishing shot there, and then they come back into the workroom, and everybody is sort of getting to it. Yeah, yeah. Um, and we start off with Sue again, who who gets what I call the exotic idiot music, just because she's sitting at her machine, and um, she's been using that machine, and we this is where we first find out that she just kind of doesn't know what she's doing. <laughs> <laughs> and has was has somehow figured out how to do the work that she did the, the day before. But also I think it's sort of spreads throughout the workroom that there's someone in their midst who doesn't know how to use a sewing machine. But not only right. that, there's someone in their midst who purposefully doesn't use a sewing machine because it uses electricity. And that's Tim. I mean, oh, that's, wow, that's wow. Timothy. It's like a dueling yeah. like sewing machine drama thing going on. Right. Yeah, no, Sue's Sue's there, like, can't get the thread on the bobbin, Mm-mm. and and can't use a straight stitch machine, and and Dom, <laughs> Dom's next to her and gives her, like, such side eye, mm-hmm. um, and, uh, and comes over and helps her get the, get the bobbin threaded, mm-hmm. um, and then does a confessional where she's like, really, this is what you're, this is, this is what you're about? Yeah. Um, because I loved it, and she then we start so... hearing. No, I was just saying she sounded so diplomatic. She's like, "That's really risky." It's yeah, like, wow, what a risk <laughs> she's taking, being all up in here on television, right. not knowing how right. to use a basic yeah. stitch machine. How dare yeah. you? <laughs> as a, I mean, that's a, like in my in my teacher life, I would I would be saying to that person, "Well, that's an interesting choice." Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> And then if someone asks you, like, what do you mean by interesting? It's like, oh, yeah. it is a yeah. choice that you made yeah. today that you decided. <laughs> and then you did that thing. Yeah. No judgment. Yeah. Well, so go uh, ahead. Yeah. I, this whole, like, Timothy, I don't use electricity, therefore I can't use a sewing machine situation. Mm-hmm. I'm like, well, brother could not come up with, like, a manual operated sewing machine like couldn't tim they could have sent tim's sewing machine with him right and i know this i mean i 
there are still manually like pedal foot operated sewing yeah. machines. So, and those work just fine. That's what yes. I learned on, you know, that's my grandmother's live, sewing machine. Live the so truth I, of your convictions, Tim. Like well, it's one thing like, to hand stitch it. Like Brink, show up with your, I mean, I guess you can't come with your equipment, but if you were going to beef about that beforehand. Yeah, exactly. I mean, it's sort of like if you have dietary restrictions or if you have a dietary ideology philosophy, you know, for for reasons like I, I'm a vegetarian, I'm a vegan, they will prep for you. They will make those things available. And I think it's totally fair. That is a great suggestion, Patricia. But that's if you are living out your convictions in that, in that sense. You're just, you know, you would assume that that's how you work in your own workroom at home. You have a manually operated sewing machine or you have a wood burning stove for, I don't know, whatever you need a wood burning stove for. So I guess to to iron. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Yeah. You, you basically are coming out of a stitch in time, but you're in the 21st century (laughs) and it's not as if these are foreign things or, or just, or just so out of the ordinary, or I would also think that there are designers who are actually working like this. And so then mm. if you've cast them on the show, then you got to accommodate their process. <laughs> I yeah. mean, I will, I will tell you guys after um, decades of using the same brawn electric coffee grinder <laughs> every morning <laughs> to get my whole beans ready for my espresso pot, I, I bought at the beginning of, <laughs> at the beginning of quarantine, I researched and bought myself a hand coffee grinder. Because <laughs> oh. like, I've got time. <laughs> I, well, I've got time. And, and finally, my conscience was like, really, do I need to have like a power tool to do this every day? <laughs> like, like, let's see what happens. So now it's yep. my upper body workout. You know, I mean, it serves so many purposes because also it's just like, who knows, you know, when the zombie apocalypse comes, then, you know, how are you Uh going to hand crank everything? So think of, set your priorities. What's most important to you? If if I'm going to escape, this this is as far as I go with prepping, (laughs) is that, is that auntie needs her coffee in the morning. (laughs) And so, I, because how are you going to survive if you're, you know, yeah. just just hankering for your yeah. coffee? This is, you know, I I think I think this is. Yeah. Uh, I can't stomp the beans into a into a. <laughs> no, can't chew them. You can't. No. Yeah. <laughs> that totally makes sense. So yeah, and and then and the cap on all of this, uh, all of this, like, oh my God, isn't Timothy a nut? Stuff. Mm-hmm is they have a quick cut to Alexandria going, um, America's next top designer needs to use electricity. That <laughs> like... was hilarious. <laughs> that was hilarious. And by the way, this is after we already see Alexandra making just like um, kind of poopy face at everything Sandro says, which I was like, yeah, yeah. yeah. That's coming that, I, I think that's coming up, but, but oh, oh, no, I would, right now uh, I call it dinner time drama. Yes, that's what yeah. you're referring to. So go ahead, Patricia. <laughs> okay, yeah, yeah. every so there's here's this the the moment where all the designers are taking a break 
sitting way too close together, just really shoulder to shoulder at the smallest table, but all 15,000 of them are sitting next to each other, chomping away on their food. And yet, yeah. and then we have Sandra who is sort of like sitting court at the head of the table because somehow found the high chair and is leering over everyone else saying the most ridiculous things. Um, and yeah, and here, and here we have like a, a head to head with Sandra and Alexandria. Yeah. So Sandra calls Alexandria out for being for not being humble enough. Yes. Saying that and saying that she's going to win it. And Alexandria like proceeds to eat broccoli in the angriest manner that I have ever seen chompa, it consumed. Chompa. Like, like, <laughs> like, I had broccoli in my refrigerator that I had to go comfort after this was placed in the next room. <laughs> because, <laughs> it's like, there, there, broccoli head. There, there. <laughs> this happened a long time ago. I won't eat you like that. <laughs> thank you thank you so much Naylin. <laughs> i mean she looked like a little kid to me like a kid at the table in the corner being like who do you think you are mom i can do whatever i want leave me alone dad or like leave me alone like if your siblings are like fighting at each other because in a way she i don't know i got the impression that she was just like whatever but really really yeah. angry about it but also at the same time this dude is uh, an idiot. I don't care if it it's all over my face. Also, I gotta I, eat. <laughs> yeah, it was really nice to see people eating on the show, actually, together, <laughs> uh, you know, as, as a group. But I, I did find Sandro insufferable, so I, I was completely in Alexandra camp. I was like, yes, mm-hmm. I'd be making that face. Yes, I would also be raising my eyebrow over and yeah. over. <laughs> yeah. 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 Yeah, yeah. No, I'm I'm not like believe me, I'm I'm not a Sandra defender at all. No, no, no. Uh, I didn't think any of you were. Yeah. No. Yeah. Um, but it was just like, oof. <laughs> he seems like another very strong casting decision. Very, very much so. Yeah. Um I... Yeah. I would have I would have left with my plate <laughs> and set up my table and just use my parachute. Yeah. Because, you know, those things are waterproof and disaster-proof. <laughs> I would have eaten on my parachute. I'm like, well, maybe something interesting will happen out of my broccoli mess. But Yes. Um, we also cut back to Timothy. Yes. Who we sort of missed this earlier part where, where Timothy is uh, has decided that he's going to treat the fabric by um, by heating it. Mm-hmm. with a lighter yeah like so he goes out on the staircase with a lighter and the and the ripstop nylon and mm-hmm. starts um puckering the fabric with with heat which yeah. okay th- how this is good for the environment i do not understand but... and, and he's doing this over plastic yeah yeah, yeah. yeah. which is like what like yeah, the okay. fabric is plastic it's yes, like it, it's, it's... It's plastic. You're burning, you're burning plastic over plastic. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Because uh, it, it's it's something. And so he, I wrote down what what Timothy says, uh, because he's burning the front panel of the dress because there's just something missing. There's just something not interesting. So I'm going to do something to it that no one else is doing. And the way he describes it or the way he justifies it is that burning something is neither additive or reductive. It's just transformative. 
And I was like, oh, oh man, scientifically, that's so wrong. I just, yeah. you just like drop a, an <laughs> equation and I can just tell you how that's not, no, like, it, like there is, never mind. Anyway, but it's, it's just wrong. But, uh, but in I, terms I, I of. I think that person, I think that person could have said something like, I think that Timothy could have said something like, oh, it's just, um, it's alchemical. You know, it's not removing mass or adding mass. It's mm. it's it's more on the alchemical side or something like that, and that might have been slightly more accurate, but even not even not even entirely. No, you're right. actually so, adding energy. You're adding fire. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> and what's coming yeah. out yeah, like, of it are things. fumes. You know. <laughs> like, yeah. Like there, it's, yeah. it really is additive and reductive, and that's okay. Yeah. That's right. all right. And it's still and it's still transformative. That's yes, what makes it, it is. It really is. <laughs> well, and this is, and and uh, I mean, I guess we can get into it about mm-hmm. Timothy. I, you know, it's 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 irritating because he's given such an edit. Yeah. Um, but but also he is doing this thing that I have sort of pointed out before mm. where you have someone who thinks very associatively mm-hmm. and they believe that their chain of association equals a reasoned argument and a rationale for doing something. Yeah. So the leap from parachute to world war two to um, Hiroshima, to origami, is all an associative leap. There's no yeah. reason why the why one of those things should lead to another. It's just like images that followed each other in his mind, mm-hmm. and then he's he's then proceeding like, oh, that's a reason to design this thing in this way. Right. Like that makes sense. I'm saying something about this by following this chain of association. Yeah. But if you look at the end product, it doesn't that it doesn't look any different. That's like there's no there there's no way to for meaning to be connected to those associations because they're simply associations that happen to pop up in his mind. Yeah. Yeah. So it's more like a story that he's telling himself out loud to the rest of us. Yeah, because um, he has to, because that's yeah. sort of part of the assignment. But it, it yeah. really is just this internal narrative that kind of doesn't look like anything that is related to what you're actually saying. Yeah, and, well, and can I go oh, ahead? Sorry. Yeah, go. Yeah. yeah. Oh, Ernest, I'm so sorry to cut off your. No, thoughts. no, I'm, I'm done. I'm done. Yeah, go ahead. Oh, I was going to say that I thought that was actually okay. So Timothy. Yes, I find Timothy irksome, but I think Timothy also reminds me a little bit of myself, not entirely, but a mm-hmm. little bit, as somebody who does try to make things that where a lot of values overlap. Mm-hmm. And by that, you know, for a long time, like, I still shoot film, but I am not somebody who's, like, popping shots at all times, number one. But number two, I, I felt used to feel really bad shooting film when I was an undergrad because... I was very, very vegan then. I mean, when I say vegan, I mean, I I still wore leather shoes because they were biodegradable, Mm. but my diet was vegan and I limited 
um, how much I bought that was made from animals. Mm-hmm. So, for example, if I had a leather jacket, it's used. I still shop that way. But what I so even like for me, like the fact that I used film and I made pictures with film made me feel like a little terrible. I'm like, this is still gelatin. An animal had to die for me to make a freaking picture. Hmm. So I look at Tim as like what a lot of young people or younger people kind of go through to try to figure out like where, where can I, where and when is it worth it to compromise on ethics or to expand on them? So with Timothy using the lighter, first I'm like, okay, first of all, your theory is out the window because this is bad. This is not echo. Mm. Number one. Number yeah. two, I thought that thought process was more like how, do, what can I do to the material where it's actually, what can, what relationship can I bring to this material that is um, proper for this, not proper, but relevant to this material. So I thought the burning, because if you, I've been on a hot air balloon, so I know that you need to have some hot fire to make the, the puffy uh, fabric thing stay up in the air. Mm-hmm. So I thought that was the only salvageable aspect of that whole mm-hmm. outdoor burning plastic on plastic anti-echo move mm-hmm. <laughs> was mm-hmm. that it was at least bringing a relationship to fire that that material needs to do what it needs to do, which is float on air. I don't know. Mm-hmm. Um, but it wasn't, but I don't know if that's what Timothy was thinking. That's no. just what I, no. so I thought, well, is this an, is this an application? Is this really thinking through process or, or not? But I, I mean, I think it was because he had associated it with war oh. at that point. Mm. Um, but that, but I, I, I really agree with you, Patricia, in, in that I, I, I think he's trying to find that rationale. Mm-hmm. Um, and the thing that is problematic is <laughs> that he is asserting that he is, that he already knows it. Mm-hmm. Oh yeah, that's like it's in- like like that's the difference, right? It's like to it's like the speaking authoritatively out of those associations, as opposed to saying like, "Well, I'm trying to find a reason for doing this. Like, this looks good. This mm-hmm. looks right to me. I'm trying to find like what would make sense to do it." Yeah. And mm-hmm. instead, it's like all of the rationale goes into, "Well, this is the worldview that I'm presenting as my identity." Yeah. And so anything that I do or anything that I find has to somehow be a reflection of that. Yeah. Mm. Um, and and it's it's a kind of like sunk cost fallacy. It mm. also, I mean, it may well be that one of his one of his situations is that um, you know he's someone who narrates through his thought process. Mm-hmm. Right. Um, and and I feel like there's something in his body language. I think that his he has problems with social cues like like he's often kind of awkward in his physical relation to the to the other designers Mm -hmm. um and so i think that that's also kind of at play but it it irritates me that um that it feels like he's been brought on the show not as somebody who is seriously ex- exploring those ideas and what they might mean for the fashion industry, mm. but really to be there as a kind of comedic relief. Yeah, the punchline. Yeah, and that's and and that's the thing 
that's the biggest frustration that I have is yeah. that his that the that the cut that he's being given is um you know just so it it seems um unnecessarily snarky to me yeah, yeah which I, is kind of a shame because it is something well you know kind of going back to 2013 this is something that is taken a lot more seriously now um in the fashion industry but mostly because of necessity and mm -hmm. because enough people are uh you know as, again voting with their wallets in a certain sense right um, holding people accountable and in a in a, in a and also it's just sort of in i think more acceptable to to, to talk about this but he's trying to he yeah he's sort of like this like a, again like a, a a very unserious take on something that's very serious and yeah. the example with this like we'll see other inconsistencies in his process as we go along where he's really shoehorning these aesthetic decisions into this idea of, of, yeah. of philosophy in terms of design and, and this yeah. eco philosophy kind yeah. of yeah yeah i mean we i mean it, we're kind of coming up on it uh, tim comes into the workroom and yes. is having like talk time with everybody yeah um and we, uh we can kind of go i mean i he comes to alexandria who is color mm -hmm. something and uh good essentially gets a really good critique mm -hmm. from from tim and goes to kate and it just seems like not like so far they start off with the people who are having a really easy time or or who Tim isn't worried about for the most part. Um, mm -hmm. Not worried about Kate. Kate's got a lot of yellow going on, but but doing OK. And Tim could recognize that it was her, which is great. And then we have Brayden, who wants to have like a whoosh moment mm -hmm. and also an ombre <laughs> effect deal. And, and also in, also in terms of design philosophy and, and process. With Brayden, Brayden said something, I think, in day one, while everyone else was freaking out about this fabric and what to do with it and how slippery and hard and difficult it is, um, Brayden was like, I don't think I can do what I usually do. I can't sketch. Um, I'm just going to figure out what this wants to do. And we hear this a lot on Project Runway. And we're, we're hearing it through Sue as well. It's like, the fabric is going to speak to me. I'm going to figure out what it wants to do, what it can do, and then sort of go from there. And we know that that's how Brayden approached this. And we come to see what he's been able to put together for Tim. And it, it seems like it's working out. Mm -hmm. <laughs> Tim likes it, giving him a James Bond effect, whatever that means. Mm -hmm. <laughs> and um, and it's just, just like kind of being organic and, ref and responsive to the process, I'll say. Then we have Timothy, and this is where Tim actually really likes the burned effect on the front. Mm -hmm. Um, and I, I think I don't know if Tim said this or if I wrote this in my notes. I was like, he should just burn the whole thing. That's what I wrote. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know, but I, but I didn't mean it as if I like, get rid of it. But I didn't mean as in like, can you find a safe? Can you find a a um a hood? And just put this dress in there or put this fabric in there and just kind of like burn it, capture all the fumes, just be real careful. I don't know, because it just seemed like he was very enamored with the texture. And so was Tim. But anyway, that was just my. But what were your thoughts on this? Because you want to bring mm -hmm. Tim, um, Tim and Tim, I'll just say. 
Uh, well, we get Timothy launches into this thing about this. Um, it, I mean, he they they have like a really affirmative thing about the treatment of the fabric. Yeah, and then Timothy launches into this like macrame um, uh, wrist strap that he's designing that the that the um that's going to be wrapped around the the models uh wrists and is going to represent some sort of um you know but bondage or something and Mm -hmm. he talks about her being barefoot and tim's like okay we'll have her be barefoot and timothy keeps going again with another one of these sort of chains of association and you watch tim sort of like very gingerly back off of the bus at that <laughs> moment. <laughs> it's like, well, yeah, I, you're certainly you you you've you've certainly got a plan, and sort of like backs his way out of the mm-hmm. encounter. Mm-hmm. Which I think is a fair thing to do when someone yeah. is so headstrong on what when someone is so headstrong on what they want to do and don't seem open to help or feedback yeah. or anything like that. Yeah. And he didn't um, come off any way worried about time because I because I, I was thinking like how would I have put a word in edgewise and I I I agree with you Patricia I, I don't think I would have said much I was just gonna be like so do you think you have time for all of this that's that's how I would have tended it how are you feeling about time mm-hmm. is mm-hmm. this something that you should spend your time on doing can you focus on this other part and blah blah yeah yeah well he does do that with Sandro I know. <laughs> Who is another person who's got like a big gigantic story about aviators in a bathing suit and the twenties and something. Yeah. Like... Yeah, yeah. Yeah. It it is it is a lot to go into. And I all he had were, were actually what looked like some very well constructed bottom parts. Like it just yeah. had a lot of detail um and paneling. It just looked like he'd spent all his time on those shorts that's it yeah um yeah so yeah and tim is worried about the top with four hours to go in the day like you you don't have a top on her is she going to go down the the first naked model in the history of project runway (laughs) yeah Um, foreshadowing (laughs) to come yes what about with we we then we check in on um the other milwaukee area designer miranda Mm -hmm. and miranda is good at two piece tops and skirts. She's good at that. Mm-hmm. And so she's exploring the two piece skirt and top. Mm-hmm. <laughs> um, and so, but we actually have our first, I think legit uh Oh moment because she's using mostly supplemental fabric. So she has this black outfit with some accented colored panels here and there. And there's not a lot of here. There's not a lot of there. Um, yeah. And Tim uh, is disappointed <laughs> and I mean, worried didn't for we her. See, yeah. And, and don't we see this in every single one of these challenges? There is somebody who is like, okay, but the fabric that you're using, like the material that you got, it's, it's that belt. So walk me through this. It's this belt. Mm-hmm. And it's those strips on the shoulders, right? Yeah. <laughs> and 
And it's like, and so everything else, the skirt, like, couldn't you make the skirt out of the parachute fabric? She goes, well, it's really hard to work with. So no, no, I can't. I just can't make a skirt out of that. I'm like, well, that's the challenge, which is essentially what Tim says. Mm-hmm. And I mean, I and, and it's interesting because how do you solve this problem? You know what's going to happen. And so we've seen Tim, I think, in the way he delivers these challenges every season, trying right. to solve this problem. And yet every time someone in the workroom is like, la, 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 didn't hear you, Tim. I'm going to use what I want to use. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> it's I, This was like the part where I'm like, okay, so you watch this show and you think you know who the bitchy people are, but yeah. you don't watch how the challenges go? Like, mm-hmm. what the heck? Yeah. <laughs> we can also talk about this in terms of Helen as well. Who's doing the same mm-hmm. thing, but instead of using the black supplement of fabric, she's using the white. She's using the white. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, this is, I, I think about this, again, from the teaching perspective, from like the times of teaching figure drawing, mm-hmm. um, which is basically that hands and feet are hard to draw. Mm-hmm. And so when people are beginning figure drawing, it does not matter how big a size of a piece of paper you give them. <laughs> they're somehow the fit, the model's feet will not fit on the page. <laughs> and you can, you can walk over to somebody like halfway through an hour long drawing and go like, Oh, you know, look, you, you don't have the feet on the, on, on the page. Why don't you, rework this and like wipe some of this out and 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 reorganize it and um and inevitably what you will get at the end is sort of what what uh, miranda says which is that she's like well the the color just couldn't make it on into the (laughs) people say like the feet couldn't make it out of the fish i'm like okay maybe invite him nicer next time but it, <laughs> but it's one of those things where people like lapse into passive voice as if the materials themselves like i tried i pinned them on there and they just like scooted off you know it, it's just basically the same process that Braden's doing it, it, she spoke <laughs> to the fabric and it said no it answered yeah. it responded and was like no i don't want to be <laughs> so yeah there's there and again every time there's like one of these challenges that happens yeah so it's kind of it's kind of amazing <laughs> um okay so then we have um let's see who else we go to then we go to kahindo and i and we haven't really heard that much from kahindo here but um in talking with tim we see that she's doing a lot of pleading and has a, a bottom piece that m- looks like it's a skirt and um, you know, using it's a color blocked per, uh, magenta and purple fabric and she's pleading it within an inch of its life. And Tim's like, it's kind of messy. <laughs> so she's freaking it. She's freaking out. It looks so hard to do. It yeah. just looks like this person's actually attempting something really difficult. I was really, like, okay. Really um, and it's, we see a lot of pleading. Uh, uh, who else do we see? Sue is pleading. Sue is pleading. And it's like, this is, this seems like something that this fabric doesn't want to do. Like talk about talking to your fabric. It Does it want to do that? Sure. Pleading is your signature. And this is episode one. And you want to jam in your signature to this, but 
Uh, you know. Yeah. Well, and 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 we heard Braden earlier go like, I realized that I couldn't do what I actually would normally do with this with with this particular fabric. Yeah. So I I actually don't know what I'm doing. Yes. <laughs> but, you know, he kind of admits it. Um, which and I wish more really people funny. would. You know. Um, uh, there's it. It's that. Um, It's like if you don't see a lot of, um, you know, pencil pleated um, uh, ripstop nylon out in the world, there's probably a reason for it. Like, <laughs> like, like the same way that you don't see like a lot of skyscrapers constructed out of willow. Not that it <laughs> would be like a really great idea. Yeah, and and say something and be and potentially be quite beautiful, but it would probably fall over, and that's probably like like a lot of other people have encountered this problem before you. Yeah, so that's probably why you haven't seen much of it. Yes, yes, you're not reinventing a wheel. You're really not. But it's really echo. <laughs> <laughs> oh man. Okay. It, so, anything about, uh, more about these Tim visits before Tim leaves the workroom for the night? I think, don't we just no. go on to model fittings at that yes. point? Yep. Yeah. So, the models Let's... come in, and uh, we have, like, a little bit of time. Not a lot. A lot of time is spent on Timothy, who um, is essentially uh, coaching his model. Asking her if she's, you know, okay with moving awkwardly and acting and essentially, you know, kind of priming her because he's, he's, he's a, uh, what do you call it? He's making up a, 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 a performance piece for, for yes. the runway. Um, and then we see some, some really detrimental decisions being made by Angela who mm-hmm. wants who's basically he's, she's making a poncho <laughs> she's she was going for a coat dress but um the parachute talked to her and was just like i'd rather be a poncho and so <laughs> she wants but she wants a sexy poncho so she's shortening it <laughs> mm-hmm. so she does some clippings to it and um and then you know then we're back to rehearsal time with timothy who doesn't want a stompa stompa happening down the runway because this is a conceptual piece. And um, he spends the rest of the evening directing his model on how to just kind of snap down the runway. Kind who of. is, who is game. Oh my gosh. And, 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 um, and really beautiful. Mm-hmm. And, um, and, uh, and big enough to be able to like deck Timothy <laughs> several <laughs> times over, and I kind of wish that she had. <laughs> yeah, she's towering over him, and probably like the the perfect person to be paired up with him because we we all we already know that that she's probably going to go uh, barefoot down the runway, so she's walking up and down countless numbers of times down this hallway and. Just having like a, a like a a movement session with Timothy in the dress that is it finished? Because it doesn't look like it is. 
Um, so no. instead of actually working on it or fitting it or or doing any adjustments to it, he spends most of this time just performing for us and for her and for himself. So. He spends most of his time in his head telling the model to think of the Virgin Mary, be sm- be sad, smell your armpit, you know. Yes. Like right. that's the a lot. We get a lot of smell your armpit. Yeah. Yeah. But okay. For th- for the feeling of it. Um but then that's about it. We don't really see much of the other fittings with the other models in the workroom with 30 minutes to go. Um anything yeah. else before we end this official day two. Nope. I think, I think that's, that's kind of it. All right. Um, so we hit the day of the runway and we don't get to see refinery hotel this time. We go straight to Parsons and they have two hours left. So I, I think if, if Kate, so Kate was telling people, Oh, with my ample uh, amount of experience, I'll let y'all know that usually the day of the runway, we have a lot of time. And this is two hours, which is not a lot of time. So two hours for everything. Hair, makeup, um, accessorizing, fitting, la la la. Um, so I didn't... So we have... Um, okay, we're, we're, we'll go in and out of this. Because um, the big thing that happens during this run up to the runway is that Tim is still working with his model, Natasha on this whole thing. And... Um, I think freaks Tim out so much and Tim has to come and get Timothy, but the way Tim does it, um, finds him in a green room or some other area, just sort of mm-hmm. doing a lot of not hair and makeup, a lot of not <laughs> hair and makeup here. Right. And Tim is confused. He's like, so, um, Timothy, how long are you going to be doing this, uh, thing that I would call maybe rehearsal what how, how are we going to do this and 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 but i don't think it had been worked out that timothy does have extra time because he's not going to do any hair and makeup with his model um and i wonder if he was forced to take natasia down to the hair and makeup um room to at least get mm-hmm. her camera and and i i don't i don't i don't really understand this so we spent a lot of time um, in hair and makeup, we we get to see Scott Patrick from L'Oreal. Yay! Scott Patrick is yeah. back on the yeah. screen. Yeah, R.I.P. Scott. So so cute. You are missed. Um, and in hair and makeup, you know, everyone's getting cat eyes, different versions of a cat eye, mm-hmm. <laughs> and and faux uh faux smoke eyes and things like that. Um, mm-hmm. and except for for Timothy's model, so. Right. While they're down there in 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 um in the hair and makeup room, um Timothy explains again that he's working from a sustainability focus. So anything that's plugged in can't be used on his model. So just right. bobby pins and braiding and all that whole deal. Um and also no hair and makeup. Nothing nothing. And we have again, we go from the designers giving side eyes to the whole hair and makeup team. Just side eyeing Timothy mm-hmm. to the kingdom come. Um, yeah. And also to the point where we have a moment with just the makeup artist with uh, Natasha. Uh, I think I pronounced that right. Natasha, the model. And she's, she's like had enough. Like she starts crying. Um, yeah. And she's been realized that she's been through a lot. Like this model has been through a lot. 
Yeah. And, well, yeah. also, I mean, earlier on, we see Tim actually pulling her. Oh, yeah. Like, like he does this whole thing of like, I don't want to pull you, but. <sighs> yeah. Um, and it's like, this is. Um, I mean, this like borders on harassment because the power relationship here is such that how is this model going to say no yeah. to Tim in this moment? Yeah, yeah. Right? Like, how is she going to say, no, don't touch me? Yes. Or on how TV, is she going to television. say, like, right, how is she going to say, I've done this enough? You know, there, yeah. it's it's like her first time working with him and um and it's and it, it's really um it it is really not maintaining any sort of a boundary no. she's not his collaborator no. she's not his classmate yeah she's not his you know um she's she's being paid to do a job right and um and so that's not his you know this is over uh, overstepping bounds as it would be for like any you know, it's one thing, yes, you have to touch the model to, like, fit the clothes on them. Mm -hmm. um, and we see that there's often a sort of goofy, goofing around collegiality between the the um, models and the, um, and the designers. Mm -hmm. You know, but for her, it's like, oh, okay, so this is my only time that I'm going to be on this show. Yeah. Is I'm going to have, I'm going to have spent like hours having this guy like boss me around with these ideas and then you know he'll get cut and i'm gonna go home and that's it and that's what this gig was for me right yeah, yeah. so yeah she gets like frustrated and, and ended again i also don't like the way that like his request is treated like it's um like the word, like the most ridiculous thing that could ever happen in the world. Right. It's actually a, a valid point of view, whether or not Tim is actually able to articulate it in a socially graceful way and mm -hmm. know how to be professional around, around it. Right. Mm -hmm. Yeah. I mean, they could have used brushes, water, you know, like plugged mm -hmm. in things don't, aren't the only things you can style with, right? right. And I think, why, why wasn't the question, what what natural makeup do you have that's chemical-free? Mm -hmm. Yeah. Right? Because, yeah. I mean, it, it's L'Oreal. They must have yeah. something. Even if it's well, like, I mean, spoiler, spoiler alert, yeah. like, for episode two, mm -hmm. um, we do hear from, um, from Scott, um, mm -hmm. it, like, meeting with Tim again, like, their next time they go to hair and makeup, Scott is like, so here's what we have in our sustainability line. This is what, like, what right. our policies are, you know. So that, like, gets that gets dealt with. Yeah, and that's and that's fine. And this is the moment where I feel like, you know, his again, Nayland, as you said, like the casting choice is revealed because had this been, I'm sure that this was part of this way of working was part of Timothy's. Um, whatever, entrance presentation that yeah. had to be evaluated for Tim Timothy to be on the show. So if they know that, it's almost like they want to get these things on camera rather than have the conversation before with the makeup team, right? Yeah. right. So um, it's very awkward to watch. <laughs> it's yeah. like uh, cringy, cringy. Yeah. Everything is cringy. Yeah, totally, totally. 
Um, all right. Um, oh, gosh. We have something also before we have to get to the runway. It's about Sandro's outfit. Um, oh. But we oh can also God. talk about this on the runway. I'm going to yeah. leave it up to you. You want to talk about it on the runway? <laughs> let's let's talk about it on the runway, I think. I, I agree. Yes. All right. Um, okay. So here we are, listeners. There is a cheat sheet. The link is in the show notes. And it is in runway order. So you can follow along with us. So, um, all right. Let's finally get to this. And um, again, in my notes, we this is the season of all of the firsts, of all of the new things that Lifetime, all the twists in the runway. So we learn that we're going to have an anonymous runway. Um, and also that Tim will be around, but not a judge. Um, we'll just kind of supplement the uh, information and kind of like tattle on them from the workroom. <laughs> but not really like tattle, but just like mm-hmm. lend his um, expertise, but won't have any bearings on the final final judgment. Just kind of like extra information. Yes. Um, so then and we, we do hear about the save. Oh, yes. The, uh, yes. the, the, the rescue, the Tim the Gunn res- rescue. The rescue, yes. Um, and then we get to meet our normie judges. So we're back to Zach Posen season. Uh, um, mm-hmm. notoriously not liked by Tim Gunn so I wonder what this was like where Tim had to sit next to him or sit in the same or occupy the same <laughs> space as someone that Tim really doesn't like Zach Bozen. Uh then we have, we have Nina Garcia and then we have our guest judge for this week Kate Bosworth who is just an actress um, not anyone who is affiliated with a parachute company or someone from Wallkill, mm-hmm. New Jersey alright <laughs> so here we are <laughs> <laughs> Although the air traffic controller from there would have been a great get. I thought that would have been great. At least one of, maybe one of the skydivers. <laughs> Very fashion forward. All right. So let's get to it. First, we have Sue. All right. So, yeah. I mean, I guess because we have 16 designers, guys. So, um, it, yeah, as, as, as much as you guys want to say, I, I'm just going to sort of like leave it open. Um, but we do have Sue who's got, and this is the thing that I really also loved about this challenge is it forced all the designers to work with colors and color combinations that they definitely mm-hmm. would not have chosen, um, which is why the supplemental fabric is a little bit more um, controversial here because Sue's working with all these colors of reds and oranges and magentas. Yes. Um, but what do you guys think about this? I liked it. Yeah, it's fine. Yeah. It's a big, big, flowy dress yeah kind of poofy and so what in terms of what she tried to do with the pleating still tried to do it but definitely stopped it looks like and also kind of ended up with something quite billowy and um and flowy sort of leading into the next outfit from brayden who we pretty much saw the a finished product during tim's talk but mm-hmm. um, Brayden has done a, like, I guess those are I don't even know if this is. Like... It's the it's the cords from the parachute. Okay, parachute cords. Okay, so yeah, so um, Brayden has um, a stitch the stitch like a chevron type, I guess pattern on the front and created like a another kind of neckline with these um, parachute cords, 
And um, from the cheat sheet, you can kind of see that it's a high-low. So there's a, a mini skirt, and then it kind of bills out into this extra skirt from the back. Um, mm -hmm. I also really love this model. I think, do we know this model? I, I, I don't, I feel like we've... Don't know. Okay. She kind of reminds me of someone else from another season then. Mm. Um, but yeah, I just thought, again, very, very pretty. And he got a lot done. Like when you look at what's on that dress, mm -hmm. yeah, he actually got a lot done. And when we think about some of the time issues that some of the other people had, oh, it's, yeah. it's like even more impressive. Because I guess I wonder how, I think with the ombre effect that he got in the back, he must have sewn that. I don't think that was from the parachute. I have a feeling that he blocked that out himself. Yeah, I think it was combining a couple of different parachutes. Okay. To get yeah. that color yeah. blocking. Um, all right. Then we have Jeremy. Oh, oh wait, go ahead. Before. I just wanted to say on, on Brayden, Brayden's mm -hmm. look, mm -hmm. I thought the construction could have been done um, probably easier. Maybe, maybe easier. Hopefully easier. Mm -hmm. for Brayden without having to incorporate a mini skirt because those panels could have just met in the middle and mm -hmm. been sewn together a little bit lower. You could still have the V and then inverted V mm -hmm. without having to need a mini skirt. And I thought it would be so much more powerful if the, if that, if those lines had been retained. Mm. Um, but, you know, that's all I, I thought about that look. I think the thing that's tough with that Patricia is that it's the fabric is so sheer. Mm -hmm. Like if you look at if you look at the the rest mm -hmm. of it, yeah. it would have to be you'd have to line it in some way yeah. for it not to, to be, be like completely transparent. Yeah, absolutely. So, yeah, because I was I think surprised that's... to see the mini skirt too, and I was like, oh, it looked so much prettier, so much more pretty on the mannequin without that. But yeah, mm -hmm. you're right. It just was very functional that that mini skirt. Yeah. yeah. All right. Speaking of functional, next we had Jeremy. <laughs> Loved it. <laughs> With mm -hmm. pants. With pants. Do you call those rip stops? Like, there's so many pockets in these pants. Um, it's a, it's a. We can tell that he used the supplemental fabric to make that that top. Um, and on the cheat sheet, you can see the front and the back. Because um, I got mm -hmm. I got the the photos from a couple different sources. Um, but it's helpful, to, I think, to kind of see what it looked like in the back. But the pants, holy crap, there's a lot going on there yeah. in terms of the, yeah. like, like so many zippers and rip stops. No, not rip stops. I don't know. Zip stops. I don't know. Uh, a... Yeah. Do you mean like the zip pulls? Zip pulls. Yes. The, yeah. Yeah. And and there are carabiners, which are the clips okay. that are on the, the, that's what you call the clips that are on the... Uh, it's basically a quick release clip that you use like when you're climbing or it's or or those are clips that were obviously part of the parachute. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. And also on like biking gear, you get a lot of carabiners. Yes. Yeah. But I I love these pants. I mean, I wouldn't have stuff hanging. I mean, I I probably would not use the carabiners hanging off, but but I like the pants on their own. Yeah. Mm -hmm. I thought it was really uh I, I didn't like the styling. I didn't think that this uh, warranted ballet slippers. 
Um, yeah, it's such a, a trainer. Yeah, such a sporty look, and it's okay to put <laughs> it's okay to put your model in 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 other uh, I don't know sportier shoes, or whatever. But also wondering, I, he was the only person who made pants out of these, and I think that's incredibly difficult to do with all of the drama that we've had around people trying to do pleats. And mm-hmm. um, I can imagine that if he had done one more piece, then maybe it would have stood out. But there's just no time. Those mm-hmm. pants were really well made. And that's probably all he had time to do. And it's so I, I, I kind of was it, like, yeah, this could have got this deserved a little bit more recognition. Yeah. It's also fabric that has zero stretch in any dimension. Yeah. Like right. it has it has no give. Yeah. So. Um, so yeah, it's, that's, I think one of the reasons why those, you know, it's like the pants are really, really well cut because there's no, it's a super unforgiving fabric Yeah, as we sort of see with Kahindo's. Oh man. So Kahindo kept those pleats. We'll just say, Oh, cut the pleats and then added on, um, like a princess seamed top with it. Uh, with really like an interesting cut to to a little an interesting cut to the to the armholes of, of the of the shirt but um it almost also seemed um very short and also a little lopsided where there's mm-hmm. something going on with the hemline and i can only imagine it's because of how difficult a time she had with with constructing the skirt and she was going to keep it and Tim told her to get rid of it, but she but she kept it, um, mm-hmm. which is I guess fine, but it's just not a flattering. Yeah, I don't know it's fine. It's fine. I'll just say that it's fine. Yeah. Any any thoughts on this one or? It I I think that the top is really. I think you'd need a, like a blousier cut for the top because the fabric just has is so unforgiving. Yeah. And so if it's looser then at least you have a bit of flow and bounce to it. Mm-hmm. But but she's trying to do something really fitted there that the that and it's just not fitted well. Yeah. It doesn't want to do this. Mm-hmm. All right. Yeah. Next, we have Sandro. Um Oh my goodness. So, um, <laughs> Patricia, go to it. Oh, yeah. I just found this. I, I just found this so horrible. Like, it's just cringeworthy to watch. Um, I, I don't even know where to stop. It's like one of these things, or just where to start, because this is so normalized that a model gets to walk somewhere this person's like I, mean, I don't even know if this person's wearing an undergarment or if this mm-hmm. person really does have their vulva exposed and everybody pretends it's not happening mm-hmm. and I just found that so super horrible and I'm, I'm sort of thinking why 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 but nobody seems to call it out everybody's just well, like everybody oh, calls oh. it out in the workroom yeah yeah, beforehand. Like, yeah. like with the initial with the initial fitting, uh, she's literally like the footage that you see of her. She's she so the, yeah. She's either blurred out mm-hmm. or 
holding mercifully there's like the sort of parachute um, strands hanging yeah. off of a bolero that's on, or, or whatever the sort of neck, neck piece that she has on her luckily yeah. the strands are long enough that she's actually holding those up in in front of her crotch yeah you know to provide some sort of modesty um you know or some sense of being covered modesty as the, not the right term there um but some sense of being protected i think that she felt like she really did not feel protected it was, seemed really clear in the way that she walked and no no not at all it, it's it was just kind of yeah it was it was just uh mortifying to watch uh, and and also the way she walked it on the runway when she got to the end and she uncovered herself so she at the end almost in frustration she was like well here it is like here it yeah. is. Like, she just seemed very very um resigned to it and it was just i'm like again like is, is there a way for us to would it would there have been a way to um just sort of helped this model out <laughs> or 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 done something that would would mitigate this but it was just sort of you know i don't know how many times she would have to film this or walk up and down for the shots that they got but um it's mostly just cutaways to the designers and the judges who are openly noticing for all for the rest of us that right. um yeah that her vulva is exposed and also just thinking of how freaking uncomfortable that is, how many hours for taping that she would have had to have been in that outfit. And also you can't really see it. You, you can sort of see it from the sheet sheet, but the, the, um, the closures of the shorts are, are, it looks like a hook and eye thing or maybe like, yes. Buttons. Yeah. But they're barely fitting her there. And so they're right. You can see her skin underneath because it's pulling and it's stretching because yeah. he, Sandro did not, consider an, the the anatomy of the model at all in this not even just with measurements but just in general just there's some unconsideration here uh, with the amount of time spent on these shorts and there's a lot of style lines like so many constructed lines so many pieces so many panels that uh he put together but um yeah it's just it was an upsetting it was upsetting to watch yeah say. All right, next Helen. <laughs> let's go into let's go to Helen. Um uh, and it's like a like a mostly white piece. So mostly supplemental fabric with this intricate paneling of the of the parachute piece and these geometric shapes mostly in the front. Um and and some in the back. Like a very I don't know. I I thought this was I thought this was perfectly fine, but still kind of upsetting that she used so much of the white fabric. Um, and I don't know, but I, I thought it was, I thought it was fine. Yeah. Any thoughts? <laughs> I thought it was boring. Mm -hmm. um, and also didn't really do the assignment. <laughs> no, no. Yeah. As far as I'm concerned. Yeah. It seemed weirdly confused. Yeah. I mean, I guess I'm, this is so awful because I've like looked ahead to the second episode. I'm, I'm thinking I'm like, well, at least <laughs> there's a zipper in the back. Uh... Like, at least, yeah. I'm just sort of like giving Helen kind of a pass on this one. Um, 
but yeah, I, I, I don't know. It, it's, it, I, it's just sort of such a cop out to have used so much of the white fabric um, to do what you want. And Tim told her like, I, you know, this is not, this is against the rules, but again, like, I don't think the judges knew um, at all. So she kind of got away with it in a way. Uh, ready for Alexandria? Mm-hmm. Yes. I really like this outfit. <laughs> I thought, you know, in looking at from going from Helen to Alexandria, um, uh, she she made an outfit using the supplemental fabric for the outline of it and for the details along the neck, and to do this this really interesting thing, sort of like a like a peekaboo with the with the shoulders. Um, it has pockets and it's it looks like it's lined. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I mean, I I think that Ale- Alexandria's to me her outfit shows that that even when you handle this fabric capably, it still isn't really a fabric that you really want to wear. <laughs> Yes. <laughs> like, yeah. like it still doesn't really result in like an outfit that you really want to get into. No. Even though it's like super capable and and is is completely well executed, it still doesn't look like it's fun to be in. Yeah. And when I saw this, I kind of thought, I oh wow, look I sort of thought, I hope somebody makes a coat, like a raincoat. Mm-hmm. But I don't. I don't think because I think this fabric. I think it's inherently water repellent. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it is. So, so and and that stuff doesn't feel good on the skin, you know. No. So, which is why it has to be lined when it's that tight. Um. Yeah. I would wear so, it I, if it I, were in a different fabric. Yeah. Yeah. But that's the whole thing with it, right? It's yeah. Like, like even it, even if you even even if you do it well in mm-hmm. this fabric, you still don't want it. Yeah. Right. Yeah. But I thought the design was really interesting mm-hmm. with what the especially the black lines with what they were doing. Mm-hmm. Um, speaking of interesting, well, the opposite of interesting with black lines. So next is Karen. Wow. Uh, you know she made a bag. Uh, with with straps. <laughs> Thank you for saying it. I don't know where she got those lines from or how that happened, but I was like, "How do you have so many chevron lines and it's still shapeless? Like you didn't even mm. trick us. Like it, there's like no just... hiding. It was just so shapeless, but the lines were so shapely. Yeah, it was weird." It it literally does look like one of those reusable shopping bags that I now <laughs> tote around with all the time. Yeah, yeah. I would love to shop with this bag. <laughs> it's a beautiful bag for groceries. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh, anything else uh, about this, Patricia? <laughs> I I thought it was just super boring. I was like, ah, okay. Man, and it's like she just really lucked out on the color because, but you didn't even pick that. Like you had to use that color somehow. Um, like what I liked about it is how the, also how the thing I liked the most was how it looked from the back. Yeah, like the back of the dress was like really nice, and it was 
great that the front was such a different experience. Mm-hmm. Um, but aside from that, like, oof, that's it. Yeah. <laughs> All right. So next we have Timothy. And Natasha comes out and does not do the performance piece. At the right. end, there is a pose. But um, that's that's all she does. She comes out. Um, she is barefoot, um, and and she does sort of the over the arm like Mother <laughs> Teresa or, or Virgin Mary thing that that he kind of wanted her to do. He's very yeah. upset about this. Um, but let's talk about this outfit. I really don't have I much mean... to say. I guess we can describe it. It's so. I mean, it looks like it was found at the, you know, kind of um, half eaten by moths in the bottom mm-hmm. of a non-cedar lined chest or something. Like it looks much more antique than it actually is, but antique wasn't the point. Hmm. Um, right. So it, to me, it, it doesn't look like um, anything that we were expecting it to represent. By the designer's words, not the edit, not the mm-hmm. sort of drama of the camera crew, mm-hmm. but just like by what the designer, by what Timothy was talking about, I didn't get a sense of any of that. Yeah, I mean, there's there's the sort of origami in the back. It's It really is like house fire in the front origami in the back is is really what the approach is and again it's like none of this has anything none of these chains of association have anything to do with each other and, but I, I was thinking because I was I was like how do I talk about this dress because it, and again like yes going from his own words if we are consistent if we are consistently thinking about this in terms of his association that he is communicated to us this is a very sad dress and it's a very mm. very like it, it, it insinuates violence and insinuates so many things mm-hmm. because he's associated this with world war ii and yeah. he went away in a corner and burned more of the dress and so it's yeah. it, it really is an uh it, it's a very unfortunate um visual that we have because of the you know of the narrative that he was trying to and in in the back we have this origami where it's sort of like i guess that's the hopeful part of it because it is so different the the feeling is so different on the back mm-hmm. and on the cheat sheet there's a there's a front and a back view on it um and it's it's like a, a to me it looks like a different dress it's from a different time and it's a it's a different mood all all together all right. Yeah, and it's so like infantilizing, also. Yeah, I mean, just as a dress on her, it does read like a little girl dress. Oh yeah, yeah, and it's oh man, and it washes her out. It's just everything is one color. Like it's her color, it's her skin tone, and um, yeah, and it's also sort of the effects of having no makeup as well, where her she's not really defined, and it's interesting there. Yeah. You know, I speaking of makeup and speaking of Echo, okay, yeah. I thought that the fact that this model had no makeup did not bother me. Mm-hmm. Um, but what I what I was thinking was, okay, so this is supposed to be like, you know, drama nature. Why couldn't this, I mean, okay, I'm not saying 
that Timothy should be more abusive, but I think that why not just like uh, rub some some mud or something, like have something on the feet that's not just bare feet. Like maybe yeah. this model had to trudge through mud. I'm not saying this person should physically be made to do that, but at least something to look like that. And you know what? They could probably do stuff with whatever they had in their kitchen, you know, yeah. but something that at least made sense with whatever concept was being aimed for, I think that was missing in this for me. Because if you're going to walk around with a, ta- a tattered dress half half like lit on fire before you wore it, like you're, you're not going to have a perfect pedicure. <laughs> yeah. yeah. I, I, it's just, again, it's like these things aren't really thought through into a cohesive idea. No. They're just ideas that are all, like, you know, sharing the same train of thought. Yeah. Mm. (laughs) Um, So, uh, Justin's up next. Next we have Justin. What'd you think? (laughs) Go ahead, It was boring, um, perfectly sweet, (laughs) and I thought that the skirt was, was... you know, because you can't really see it on the cheat sheet, but there are all these extra panels, sort of like a, like a, like a, I don't even know what you call it, like a, like a gigantic fringed outer skirt that mm-hmm. adds some dimension to it. But that's about it. Um, that's about it. I thought, you know, I'm kind of amazed at the fit because of what this fabric is. Um, and I almost forgot about it. I It, it walked like. A, a wearable dress but mm-hmm. it was very boring in terms of the neckline and I also didn't really get this patterned um, uh, neck detail like it just there's just like an interesting use of, of texture there that um, I, I'm like it, I, I'm not mad at it but it was like huh that's a huh why are we only seeing it there almost like like, like she's wearing a necktie um, in a sense mm-hmm. yeah it was very wacky. I thought that the little, like, see, this was lined and then covered with the parachute fabric. So I think the model mm-hmm. walked far more comfortably than any any other that I noticed. Hmm. But I liked how, because it was lined, there was some flappiness, like mm-hmm. loose panels on the skirt yeah. that I thought, well, that's cool. But the, the top part is so, like... Uh, it's like fiesta of the cocktail dresses, you know, this, you know, it's like one is on fire, one has some weird thing on top, you know, so that was unfortunate, that top part. Yeah. Um, what about, so fiesta of the cocktail dresses, because, like, because I, I, I instantly went to Kate's dress, who's next. Yeah. Mm. Yeah. Because there's also something really I hate this design element and I've said this a lot <laughs> on this podcast where, you know, there is a, a little bit of that pseudo transparency where it's like, you know, you have like semi-transparent fabric that cuts off parts of the bust. Um, and instead of having it go all the way across, she's kind of encircled it into this, mm-hmm. um, this, this, this circular, I don't know. What are, what are my words? Where are my bib, words? I think is the word that you're okay, looking yes. for. I like bib better. Cause I'm like, how do I describe this in terms of the shape that it's, that it's marked off? It's just such a weird shape to put in the front and I, it's fine. But again, it's very, um, it's, it's very, uh, it's so cute, but 
I think I to me this is also very infantilizing. Um, yes. And super less so than Justin's, but in terms of the cocktail thing going on, this is sort of out of like I don't know, out of a fairy tale book or a well, land. Well, as as Kate says when she walks away, my sexy princess. It's like, uh, oh, no. no. No, this is not sexy. It's not princess. Um, it It is quite messy in the front, in my opinion. I think she tried to do a little bit too much with the mm-hmm. with this. Um, this looks like she tried to pleat something or, you know, everyone's trying to pleat. I, yeah, their... I think that she, she tried to make these sort of petals out of the fabric and that's what's sewn up around the um up around the shoulder yeah and then i think some of that is sewn onto the skirt underneath a layer of the yellow fabric like if you take a look on the on the first picture there yeah so i think that's part of what's like it's acting like it there's a petticoat underneath it yeah yeah so it's it's yeah it's it's not yeah yeah and the rest of the styling on the model is like this is like you know like a really like athletic and um and and not frilly model Mm -hmm. you know and she isn't she's styled in a way that's like um much more no nonsense than the dress is yeah yeah it's it's very bizarre yeah way. it's almost like like you know ladies who lunch uh mm-hmm. but not ladies like i guess they're like preteens who lunch yeah yeah maybe preteens playing ladies who lunch with roller skates yeah mm-hmm. yeah um all right next right. we have angela <laughs> yeah who made a poncho <laughs> with a hood right who you know if you had put hers over Sandro's. Hmm. <laughs> All you needed. <laughs> then you barely then you sort of got a one reasonable look out of it. <laughs> At least you covered up um like the the part the yes. like her stomach yeah, is yeah. like being exposed from the shorts pulling at each other. Yeah. Um Yeah, uh, but yeah. this but this is like a this again this is like a pocket rain slicker that you would yeah again carry around in your bag in case you got caught out in the rain there's nothing else going on with it and styled with these weird red heels it's ridiculous i know it's really really unfortunate i'm thinking i want to use that word a lot it's so a lot of the shoes the shoe selections are just strange yeah um yeah all right alexander (laughs) <laughs> Alexander also gets caught up by the notion that like the whole point of parachutes is that they catch air as they move. <laughs> and so when you have your model walking like basically the front of her dress is going to catch air. Yeah. So she has this situation where like there's this triangular skirt that catches air. And because it's cut high on the thighs and comes to a point, it means that it forces the front of the skirt into her crotch. Yep. Yep. And she's very, you know, she's she's like 
sly about it, just like lowering. Yeah, it she's like, "Yep, this is what's happening now." It's but, not. She's like, "It's not the worst thing that's happened to one of the models in this set." Exactly. It's <laughs> like oh, I'm, you know, I, I'm, I'm on the clear. And also, she yeah. she did it after this photograph was taken for the cheat sheet. Yeah. <laughs> so you can see yeah. that it's it's written up, and maybe this is the process where she's just trying to like yeah pull that down. Um, I thought this the other was, thing about this is like yeah. this shoulder. Like, what's happening at her neck mm-hmm. is so obviously simply because Alexander wanted to make a certain kind of shape mm-hmm. and not and and did not care. I mean, it's this is like, God bless you for making something that Klaus know me. But mm-hmm. but um, <laughs> but really, like. You know, Klaus Nomi chose to do that. That's not. I don't think this model has chosen this sort of extreme. Yeah. Styling. No. And, and I guess I don't. I probably a, a bunch of our listeners may not know who Klaus Nomi is. Um, uh, trying triangle shoulders. Because I think like it's like the okay. Because I was thinking actually of this as a costume, um, and it it's the most. It, 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 it it's the color um combination but it's it is also that triangular shape and it's something that i think belongs on the stage or something that could be a performance piece or or, it, or actually mm-hmm. it looks like yeah maleficent would yeah. wear this or something um so in that sense like yeah i think and i could put like maybe a link to klaus nomi um somewhere please or, do because yeah. as you say it i think that he is I, I think that he's actually the inspiration for Alexander's eyebrows and, and hair <gasps> treatment. All right. Okay. I'm putting in the show notes now. La, 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 la. Klaus Nomi. I, I really hadn't thought of it before, but it <laughs> but I, I think this is really where Alexander. Um, yeah. But anything else about Alexander or should we go to Dom? Let's go to Dom. Okay. So Dom made a lot of stuff here because mm-hmm. there's a jacket um, that, you, that you were looking to see, Patricia. Um, I think like Angela sort of got there, but that's all she made. And then we have Dom who made this. I think it's a dress, a one piece dress and a jacket on top. Um, and that, that jacket looks like it took some work because there's some kind of blue stripe that looks like mm-hmm. it's not pleated, but somehow textured. Yes. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's really, I, yeah, go ahead. Yeah. I appreciated the fact that some, somebody did something that was sportswear ish, but wrong shoes. I think this my so again, I haven't seen this season, but I think this bell belk, uh, accessory wall is going to be very difficult to work with just from looking at what's here mm-hmm. um, it doesn't seem like a lot of malleable options yeah. for mm-hmm. styling however I appreciated that there was a try to do something like more separate and wearable but I I just wasn't into it hmm. at all yeah I think the jacket covered up a lot of the work and or the the jacket should have been the piece and hmm. in i think dom just suffered from being able to do too much and it's like either one or the other but the dress underneath like there's 
they don't go together. Like, it's just like, they're just two different. It's like, you know, she's a normal person going throughout the day. And this is just what uh, was in the closet. And then this is the jacket. This is, this is a daily wear jacket. That's sort of like what it looks like to me. Mm -hmm. Yeah. I mean, I, I, uh, I mean, my take on it would be a little different, Mm -hmm. which is that this is, feels to me like a very canny aim for the middle of the pack. Look, it's like there is, there's nothing objectionable in terms of fit. Like, Mm -hmm. like Dom Mm -hmm. was smart enough to go like, yeah, this is a fabric. Like you can't cut it close. Mm -hmm. There's plenty of work demonstrated, but there's not a single decision that she's made here that she could be called out for. Yeah. Yeah. Right. It's like, it's it doesn't look to me like it's going for the win mm-hmm. but it also mm-hmm. is it it also is like yeah fine hmm. good you know that little like like the little cut in the back of the skirt really smart so that it yeah. doesn't do that weird yeah. sort of billowy thing you know just the detailing of using the cords for the drawstring for the hoodie mm-hmm. all of it is just like you know everything's exactly right on it it's a very smart piece or both i will say again like not together but separately yeah very smart pieces that jacket is really really great (laughs) yeah 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 yeah. either one of them alone i think would have put her in peril yeah yeah so it's like having the two of them together it's like well you didn't really make an outfit but all the pieces that you made are completely fine. And yeah. so, yeah. So middle of the pack. Yeah. Yeah. That makes sense. Um, and that jacket, a lot of supplemental fabric. So she probably would have gotten in trouble there. Cause that's yeah. the, the black one. Um, okay. Next we have Ken. Ken, Ken with the nude pump. Yes. <laughs> I really like this piece. I thought I it, was, love the it was so love wonderful to see it like the 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 fluttery neck just kind of flowing down the runway um and it was very simple and I I can't tell I I yeah I don't know I I I don't know if this was was this parachute fabric for the neck part Yes okay Yeah yeah you yeah, see it move in the wind Okay okay Yeah I I just really like the styling I didn't like the nude pump, but I think back in 2013, this was a thing. I feel like that was on trend mm-hmm. <laughs> with that. But I thought um, I, I this was my, in terms of styling, my favorite, um, my favorite on the runway. Um, yeah. Any thoughts? Yeah. Yeah. All right. <laughs> okay. So what, just want to go straight to Miranda. <laughs> Yes. Who brings, who brings up the rear and uh, with her two piece study. This is a study on two pieces. So mm. we have a color blocked top with a very uh, a, a low V and, 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 and crop. So we have a crop top with, I guess those are like uh, pedal shoulders or pedal sleeves. And then a black pencil skirt that's uh, got a like the hemline is, I don't know, it's blocked with the same, like with a, the hot pink from the parachute mm-hmm. on the very bottom. Um, 
I thought it was a, it was it's a very smart outfit, um, but nothing nothing egregious. But again, it doesn't fit the brief. It's too right. much black. So yeah, I thought this did not engage with the fabric at all. You didn't do the challenge. I have nothing else to say. Yeah. No. Yeah. I agree. I mean, there's nothing much to say, I and mean, we don't have to say much about it because she gets called out for it. Um, so. <laughs> Oh, when I said, oh, there's nothing else to say. I mean, I didn't mean between us. I meant for me. Like, I have, no. I have nothing else to say. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, I totally agree. Um, because okay. because uh, she, so, okay, let's, so let's just go through um, who our, our top scoring designers are and who our low scoring designers are. Um, mm-hmm. A bunch of people are safe because there's 16 of them. So the right. ones who stay behind are Angela with a poncho, Sue, Miranda, who we just mentioned, Brayden, Sandro, and Timothy. Um, and what we'll say is, is that as we talk to the judges, it is clear that the top three scoring designers uh, it was going to be Sue, Miranda, and Brayden. And then mm. at the at the bottom we have Angela, um, Sandro, and 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 Timothy. Mm-hmm. But once the des- once the judges learn that most of Miranda's outfit is supplemental fabric, mm-hmm. she gets bumped down to the bottom. So we only have two mm-hmm. top scoring, and then we she lost all of her points in the judging. Right. So what do you think else about this time with the judges? <laughs> like, I mean, we go. You know, we. We yeah. get the, you know, here we are, normal people, um, normal fashion people who are now going to encounter, like, the, um, you know, the the wacky world of Timothy, mm-hmm. right? Timothy's up first. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And, I mean, you know, doesn't do himself any favors by wearing high heels. No. No, uh, because one of the rules of Project Runway is don't outdress your model. It's it's and 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 you. I mean, it's sometimes like some sometimes people do it um, un, un, unknowingly, uh, but this was sort of a contrast because Timothy has the model that didn't have any hair and makeup um, and right. no shoes on, right? And here we have. Timothy, who is um, relatively way more styled and mm-hmm. put a lot more effort, it looks like it, into what he's wearing. Um, right. Than into and, what right. Is wearing a vest out of the same, made, made from the same uh, material, like he, like the fire treated um, yellow ripstop. He yep. managed to make himself a vest. Yes. Um, yeah. Um, and so he's trying to explain the outfit to the the judges, and and I think it's Zach Posen who first points out the shoes. He's like, I you know I just can't. The, these heels are killing me. Like, can we can we talk about this? And then it, that is what launches everyone else. Like, so Nina Garcia, Timothy, did you steal the shoes from your model? Mm-hmm. And we have to kind of go into them trying to parse through what's happening um, because it, it, it is mostly just, yeah, just, a, a, just 
what we've mostly spoke spoken about before, where they're trying to understand the philosophy and trying to follow along with association, especially with his eco um, idea. And uh, again, we have Zach Posen, who is like, you're burning plastic. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Making bad things in the world. Yeah. <laughs> you're filling the yeah. world with bad things, Timothy. I mean, they also point to the fact that the, the sort of the the construction on it Mm -hmm. is or the or rather like the fit and the patterning on it is really off and weird yeah um and and admittedly like like, if you're trying to present the horrors of war then like maybe that doesn't equal a flattering silhouette Mm -hmm. but but these are all folks who have seen um, Ray Koabata like send designs down the runway for you know at least two decades at this point, if mm-hmm. not four decades. So it's like, come on, yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, and Anina Garcia comes off as uh, just also very perturbed that this is a representation for someone who's eco friendly. <laughs> She's just like. No, mm-hmm. no, not this. It still has to be beautiful. It still has to mm-hmm. be wearable. Like, why are you doing this? It has to be impeccable, um, which I which I understand in terms of just how this is being presented in a sloppy manner. Mm-hmm. Um, and yeah. then also, you can still be conceptual and um, have and 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 present something like this. But she's like, but right. why can't it be presented seriously? Are you taking yeah. this seriously? It doesn't seem serious. Yeah. Yeah. Or at least why doesn't it make its own lane where we get to take something different seriously? Um, yeah. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Um, and then we talk to Sue. We kind of, this is like the shocker of the episode that someone who doesn't know how to use a sewing machine is one of the top scoring designers. Yeah. And everyone loves it. It's great. It's amazing. This pleats, it's sculptural, it's art, la 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 la. <laughs> um <laughs> and then we we can move on to the next one. Does anyone want to talk about Sue? No. Okay, great. No. Right. <laughs> okay, next. <laughs> All right. So next, then here is the controversy. This is Miranda comes up next. And it it's it's a, it's a little disappointing because uh, it's clear that the um, the way Miranda talks about her work, in contrast to her nemesis, <laughs> she's right. like, I've jumped from planes before. I've worked in the army and I've worked with these materials, so I was really interested in this. She has a she has a steady design philosophy. Um, she's also uh, sort of dressed consistently with her model, and and everything's going and on going gangbuster she's firing on all cylinders and she's mm-hmm. like yeah so um i used all this black supplemental fabric and a tiny tiny little bit of the parachute fabric and right. Heidi's like um excuse me actually uh so are you saying that uh the material the majority of the material you're using is not the parachute so <laughs> what and everyone's like we don't care we don't care we don't care nina's is like this is great i don't care uh uh Kate Bosworth is like, this is wonderful. I'd wear this. Can you make this for me? I don't care. And then Zach Wilson's like, yeah, no, I guess the style lines. And even the way she explained where she put the panel, she's like, this is from my experience of jumping from a plane. Mm 
and seeing oh. the ground and using these as like of, of markers for how low I am, how fast I'm, I'm going. Like my experience from jumping from a plane, this <laughs> it's just here it is. But you didn't follow the directions and Heidi is mad. Yeah. So. Well, and know. fairly so. Like, yeah. I don't think it's out. you know, I don't think it's out of line for Heidi to point that out. It's not. It's just unfortunate. Unfortunate. Um, things were going well. And then, you know. So uh, anything else about Miranda before we move on and disappointment to the next um, designer? No. <laughs> so the next designer is Angela. Right. Mm. Um, mm-hmm. And she's just got a poncho. So she didn't want to make a muumuu, um, but she ended up making a, I would say, a short muumuu. <laughs> a moo. A moo. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Um, and also, I, I think Heidi said this, you know, there's no pants. Like, why, why, yeah. you know, just even shorts, something. You know. Yeah. Something. Yeah. So, all right. Next we have Brayden. And again, like wanting to create this idea. Brayden's never jumped out of a plane before, but wants to uh, imagine what it would would have felt like and put that into Mm -hmm. the garment. And um, I think this is a a, a breath of fresh air. There were some words about the... um, the cords on the front and mm-hmm. how they're applied to the dress and you know it's not so neat but i think they're just kind of nitpicking at the mm-hmm. details um yeah the fact it was a very effect- effective dress they were all very wowed by it and i think it was consistent with with what he wanted to present yeah yeah people were happy people were very happy about it all right the um, magic word expensive was used. Oh my gosh, yes. So you know that you're you're fine. That's great. Mm-hmm. Okay, the next we have is, is Sandro. Uh mm. who wants wants he who loves the twenties, the nineteen twenties. Right. Um, and th- is thinking about this as, you know, a swimsuit, but from the old Or an Aviatrix. Aviatrix, because so yes. many, because so many folks like you know leapt out of their plane into the water. <laughs> uh, and you know, I'll... so it goes day to evening. Exactly. Yeah. So day to <laughs> evening, because you know, um, whatever. It's just yes, yeah, nine day. The, yeah. the contrast of flying through the air and then hitting another element, water. Um. Uh. <laughs> yeah. He referenced Lenny Riefenstahl. Um, oh God. I, and what? and Louise Brooks. And Louise Brooks. Okay. Yeah. Um, I don't really know. I did not look up these names um, mm-hmm. uh, straight away, but I, I kind of imagine them being sort of this 20 era um, reference or just kind of like. Wait, did he, did he say Lenny Riefenstahl? Really? Yes. He said. He, yeah. he specifically said Lenny Riefenstahl. Yeah. Who okay. is. And I'm sure you know, and I'm sure our listeners know too, but basically a Nazi propagandist filmmaker. Yeah. 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 (laughs) Oh my God. Yeah. The person who, the person who shot Triumph of the Will. Yeah. And Olympiad. And um, yeah. Oh my God. So 
Oh my god. I mean, come on. <laughs> what? It's very, very strange. And nobody, nobody, like, people just talk around the vulva, around the political references. Yeah, people talk right. about around everything without, I, I don't know. It was just so disappointing to just have all of these things not really be even acknowledged. My God. Right. Well, and I think also there's, again, there's the question of what's said on the runway and then what we see. Mm -hmm. Right? Like, because from everyone that we've heard from, these critiques go on much longer yeah. than, than what we get in the edit. Yeah. Yeah. Um, y you know, and, um, and they, they do the whole thing of, like, having him take off the purple thing that's mm -hmm. around her neckline and there's yeah. still other chains and chokers on her. And it's, um, you know, and, and, and I, yes, Patricia, nobody says to him, like, why did you embarrass your model like that? You know, well, why doesn't this look actually fit your model? Yeah. yeah. You know? Yeah. And it, they, it's just, it's kind of mortifying because it's like they take off basically everything that she'd been using to cover herself up. Um, right. And yeah, yeah, I think, I think, yeah. Zach Posen says something like she's like a slutty cat toy. I think that's what he used to describe the other accessories. Um, sorry, my mind is just blown by who Lenny Riefenstahl is. And, and also that we have. Heidi Klum, who's who's German, and yeah. I would like to think I, that she yeah, knew who that. It, 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 uh, oh, she's a, she was Austrian. Lenny, yes, Riefenstahl. Okay, yeah. okay. No, no, Heidi's Austrian. I think. Oh no, Heidi's German. She's Heidi's German. German. Yeah. Okay. She's German. Yeah. yeah. Uh. Anyway, I was just kind of caught up in that. I'm like, what is happening? Uh. Yeah. So. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I think, I mean, it's weird that people, like, like, um, that it, that the conversation devolves down into, like, taste level. Right. Yeah. Right. And, and, and Zach calls it an impeccable fit, which is a really weird phrase to use. Yeah. You know, at this point, I think they're really just trying to figure out, like, how do we get through the next portion of this? Oh my gosh. Without just stopping everything. And I think that that goes to your point, Patricia, because the dictates of the show are never that, like, and anybody would just be like, wait, stop. Did you just say Lenny Riefenstahl? <laughs> like, what is what the hell is wrong with you? <laughs> you know, but that's, like, exactly what's what should be said in the, in the situation. Well, yeah. I think people could just ask something... Like, why is this reference important to your concept at this point in time? Something yeah. as banal as that. Like, that's it. You don't have to, you know, just mention the fact that this was said. What's the reason for that at this point in time? Mm -hmm. <laughs> and, and yeah. Hmm. And also, this is somebody from, from Russia saying this, too. So it's yeah. sort of like, what perceptions do you have on this yeah. that you need to bring to this look? So... Yeah. Uh, yeah. It's like the way that... that I go nuts when people start using and the term renaissance 
for anything before like the the you know 18th century oh yeah yeah. (laughs) it's like well i wanted it to look like a renaissance painting (laughs) like oh god I mean, you, you mean like the you mean like a, a freehand fresco by Leonardo da Vinci? Oh, okay. <laughs> like, <laughs> I but I, I think that everybody is just so stunned. And another thing that I thought about this that this is like what models go through all the time. And yeah. me, like I've never modeled, never, never, never. Mm-hmm. But but I did work in this industry for a while, and this is like the nightmare stories that you hear about, is like models feeling humiliated, dealing with people who don't respect them, being invasive yeah. at mm. best, mm-hmm. right? It could get even more worse. So I was just watching this like, oh my God, I know this is this person's job. I know that's the model's job, but it does not have to go this way. And yeah. I think all this this sort of level of humiliation cannot be normalized especially in a show that's run by a model yeah like Heidi sure knows this you know so that's why I was like oh so many things being swept under the carpet that should just been vacuumed up from the start yeah 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 and then we get the sort of everybody comes down and they're going like piece by piece and sort of like pawing through yeah you know, pawing at the models and nobody knows where to look. Right. Yeah. And it's sort of like if if you look over this, especially when they're going back through looking at Sandro's outfit on his model, again, no one's talking about the vulva that is talking about her being exposed. But um, and the camera angle is very, very strategic. Like they're just making sure where we don't even see a black bar anymore. Yeah. Um, but the it's model, just cropped above. Yeah, but she's and I was actually thought about this and was like, this must be something that is um uh common or common enough where mm-hmm. um you know she's just sort of like powering through this, but uh I she seemed really uncomfortable to me. Um yeah. I mean I, I also think probably like if you I I I mean people other people could speak to it, but it, you know if you book this gig as a model, mm-hmm. you're probably not. I mean, you might be booking a lot of um, a lot of runway shows, but but the beginning of the filming of this is not during that time, mm-hmm. right? And so, I think a lot of the folks that they do book on here are people who are sort of like trying to work their way up. Yeah, and mm-hmm. so that sense of like, okay, this is my chance. This is my shot. Yeah, yeah. Again, where you feel like you can't really like talk about, you know, what's going on or what you're experiencing with it. Yeah, it's just you yeah. know, it's a, it isn't good. No, it's not. All right. Um, so they bring the designers back out, um, and right away. They announce that, uh, again, they used to have a top three. Now they have a top two because Miranda didn't mm-hmm. follow directions. So mm-hmm. she is, um, uh, she's she could go home. And so, and she probably might have won this challenge. <laughs> but instead of Miranda mm. winning the challenge, uh, Patricia, who is the winner? <laughs> Um, oh my god, I have to pay attention. Um, <laughs> Brayden wins the challenge. Yeah, it's Brayden. 
Mm-hmm. Uh, it's well deserved. Yeah. Yeah. No. It's fine. It is. Fine. Um. And so then, who ends up going home at the very bottom two? Um. We do have Timothy versus Angela. So Sandro is safe, mm-hmm. and Miranda gets a stiff warning because mm-hmm. if she does it again, she's going home. Uh. So it's so it's between Angela and and Timothy and and uh, Nayland. Who who goes home this week? Um, it gives me a certain sort of pleasure to say that, um, true to casting, Angela is the person who occupies the role of perfectly nice, young, blonde woman who gets eliminated first. Man, every... (laughs) Every, every season, season, I forget. <laughs> and every season you bring that up, I'm just like, oh my gosh, I totally forget. I, you know, because, yeah, that's the point of it. Yeah, you forget, right? Yeah, that, that, that it's like, <laughs> yeah, it's like when I when I watched this again this time around, I was like, looking at it, I was like, Angela, who's she? Like, I know. And then... And then we had that montage where we saw like all of her rock star pictures. Like I was like, oh yeah, yeah, here we go. First to go, edit. First to go, edit. Yeah. So, um, so Timothy yeah. is safe, and right because from the cynical show's point of view, Timothy's wackiness is mm-hmm. TV gold. Yes, we're yeah. gonna keep Timothy around in the same way that we kept Elisa around to like gawk at the oh. fact that she spit on fabric like right. and to you know to to you know comfort everybody else with the idea that they may be ecologically conscious but they're not they don't have to be nuts about it right exactly <laughs> but also i you know i think it, yeah yeah we, we we keep we keep sandro as well i i, I thought sandro oh. definitely should have been on the top bottom two um so yeah so th- so these casting decisions are, are very obvious with this first elimination and and then we also get the moment where uh tim in back backstage somewhere goes so uh watchers listeners uh this is where i would typically use the tim gun save but, uh, you know, it's just too early. And, uh, yeah, I kind of agree with the judges. So I'm just not going to use my rescue here. Um, yeah. and But has to go in and says goodbye. But also we see, like, Timothy taking off the gold high heel shoes because, you know, mm. they've been filming for hours in those shoes. And, mm. uh, they you know, whatever. It's just the whole thing. But we, we send, you know, num- girl number one home. <laughs> yes. <laughs> Per- perfectly nice young blonde nice woman. young person nice nice young uh blonde person mm-hmm. goodbye uh goodbye. and that's the that's the end of the premiere oh my gosh so uh any last thoughts about <laughs> episode one of season 12 wow the preview of the season that we are facing is very intense yeah yeah so, yeah yeah, get ready, Patricia. It was dizz- dizzyingly intense. I was like, "Oh my goodness, what is this? What is going on here? Mm-hmm. Why?" <laughs> yeah, mm-hmm. it will. It will be. It will soon become apparent to you why this judging decision was made. 
Oh, okay. Okay. No spoilers, but yep, yeah. that is a that is a clue. Um, okay. So, all right. Looking forward to more episodes with you both. <laughs> um, so, Nalen, can you, do you have anything to share with our listeners? And can you remind them where to find you? <laughs> Um, my, uh, my, uh, exhibition, No Wrong Holes, 30 Years of Nalen Blake is, um, currently installed at, um, the MIT List Center, um, available for some virtual viewing if you go to their website, um, and, and hopefully at some point before February... Um, actual humans who are not MIT employees will be able to go in and see it, but we don't know yet. Um, otherwise, you can find me on um, uh, Instagram at uh, Nalen W. Blake and on Twitter at, um, at Nalen Blake, um, but not for the next few days because I value my sanity and um, I will not be... Um, hanging out on Twitter mm-hmm. um, for a little bit. Yep. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah. Yeah. Protect your mental health. Mental health is yes. so important as, right now. As I suggest to all of you. Yeah. Yeah. All yeah. Right. And Patricia, do you have anything to share with our listeners? And can you remind them where they can find you? Yes. Uh, I'm also participating in the media blackout. <laughs> <laughs> And um, <laughs> um, I can be found on, well, I really like um, reading people's comments on the Workroom Podcast Instagram. So I'm often loitering there and making little quips here and there. And I also have my own Instagram account, um, which is the same handle as my Twitter. And that's uh, Sense and Sight, uh, like Common Sense and Optical Sight, S-E-N-S-E-A-N-D-S-I-G-H-T. And on the Instagram, I'll be posting later this week, um, if you are interested in street photography and things of that sort, I have a talk coming up at um, CUNY at the City University of New York's Graduate Center um, on November 11th. So I'll be posting about that if you are interested. Yep. Um, And I'm Ernest. (laughs) You can find me on the social mediums. Uh, for our podcast and and also on my personal social medias at Ernez H E R N E A S E, and um, I'm not going to be on a media blackout, but that's mostly because I've got a post election thing happening. So on the other side of this, on Wednesday, I'll be talking with Andrew Capetta, who is um, who works at the Cleveland Museum of Art, and we're actually going to be having a conversation about healing through abstraction. So I'm talking, I'm talking about my work and how I use it as a way of healing from trauma and, um, and uh, coping with um, mental illness. And that's going to be on November 4th on the other side at 12 PM Eastern standard time. And it's going to be live on Vimeo. So it's not a Zoom thing. It's going to be a a Vimeo feed, which is exciting. And I will. I have the links to everything else. Um, I have the links for for your show, Nalen. It is in the show notes, and I have a link to your talk, Patricia, also in the show oh, notes. Great. So you can find everything there. Yay! Yay! All right. Oh my goodness. Um, y'all. Uh, 
thank you so much. This is just so wonderful <laughs> to, to talk to you at this uh, very fraught time about this wonderful show. And and listeners, please take care of yourselves and happy voting. If you're mm-hmm. still gonna, if you're if you're gonna be voting on election day and uh, happy election season. This is just sort of the middle of it, unfortunately. <laughs> Sorry to if that you know anyway, but yes, we're, take care of yourselves yeah. and each other. Yes, please yeah. do. Um, so and until next time, until uh, we see y'all again on this uh, podcast feed, we will all say goodbye. Bye. 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 Bye.